Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now listening to the Save Cast. The number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Save Cast number 98 with Tasty Life and Prison Joe. How you two fine gentlemen doing this afternoon? Ah! Pretty lovely. Not, not <laughs> quite that lovely. I just woke up, but I'm, I'm getting there. What is that, by the way? Uh, that little like echo noise that you have is that like a little filter thing? It's just uh, it's GoXLR. It took me a while to set it up to get it to the perfect level. If I ever fuck it up and lose it again, I don't think I'll ever find it again. But it's just at the perfect level. Okay, I gotta get one of those. I, I love those. <laughs> so, a little, little bit you can do, honestly. Yeah, yeah. The GoXLR is for at least for streaming purposes. There's definitely a lot of different bits and things you can work out on it. It's got all kinds of stuff. Even if you get the mini one, the mini one's a good. That's probably more bang for your buck if you get the small one. But yeah, yeah. I highly recommend. Well, we were just talking before we started this that uh, I plan on moving back to Oregon uh, after living in Alabama for four, almost four years <laughs> of this. Well, not quite four years. I guess it's been three and a half. I did live in Baltimore for like six months when I first started Ooh. streaming. But um, it's going to be nice just going back to the West Coast. I don't know. You, what? Why did you, yeah, why did you move to uh, Louisiana or whatever you said? Well, I, I was going to add to you. What were, uh, why, he's in Alabama. What, what were some of the aspects you liked of living in Alabama? And what were some of the aspects you didn't like? Be some of my questions I have for you. So the rent is dirt cheap here, first of all. like uh, okay, I'm, that, yeah, I'm sharing a three-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment, two stories, and it's it was it was less than a thousand dollars a month when I first moved in here. Now it's like about eleven hundred because of we're going month to month. But um, between now, I mean, three people, yeah, between three <laughs> people. So like I'm paying like not even four hundred bucks every single month. And it what is, the hell? It is cheap <laughs> as fuck. And so that's yeah. just been really great, just growing a stream, you know, because there's never really been that much stress of like I gotta pay like so many bills. Um, no, it's literally just like pay a few hundred dollars every month and live. 
you know, so that's been nice. But the reason I came here was because I was going to go back to school and finish my degree, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I just moved out with my brother who had an internship in Baltimore because he had just graduated from college. And I went out there and I was like, I'm just going to try to stream RuneScape. And like, you know, I had some savings because I would, basically I would go to school and then uh, out of state and then I'd go back home, work, and I lived rent free at my parents' house. And so... I had some money saved up, went out there. Obviously, my savings was just like got blown like immediately <laughs> because like <laughs> I was does. making like, you know, a hundred bucks a month from streaming initially. I, you know, pulling very few viewers, just trying to grow it from scratch. But eventually my brother got a job in Alabama. I moved out with him because I was just going to stick with him. I didn't want to go back home and try to stream. And it just kind of worked out. Uh, and now I want to go back to Oregon really bad. I want to get a place out there. By myself. Yeah, I didn't even know you were from Oregon. So yeah. what why are you why are you moving back? You get a place by yourself too? You wanna you trying to buy like actual real estate or are you gonna rent somewhere? Uh yeah, I'm gonna rent somewhere. I like I would love to actually get a place there. I'm not in that position currently. But um the reason I want to go back is because shrooms are decriminalized. No, that's not like that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Now the toys. country voice. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna reveal your idea on this podcast or do we have to wait? No, yeah, I, I, I think I'll save idea, it. Bro. I, I think I'll save it. But like the idea, I, I think it's gonna be really fun. Uh it's I, I can't really share it, but yeah, I don't is know. It a, yeah. Is it a redacted, like influenced idea or is it just an idea? No, it's just uh, it's an idea that came to me on the come down of one of my trips and it was just so beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, it, you know, I knew I was still in like this altered state of mind slightly. I could I, I, I knew what reality was, but um, and I was obviously coherent enough to send out a tweet, which, by the way, dangerous. Do not be tweeting when you're on drugs, children. The Elu tweet, dude. Eating some on mushrooms again. I need your vape. No. I think you're fine. We just need to tell T Papa not to tweet when he's under the influence. I think that's be okay. Ever, bro. God. No, but but Oregon is a genuinely such a beautiful place. I grew up there, and I really didn't appreciate what I had. I, that was just life. And then moving outside of it, I'm like, yeah, I I just I want to go back. I like it there. Yeah, my my brother grew up in in Oregon, or not? Sorry, not grew up. I just copied you. He went to college in Oregon, and mm. so I've spent a bunch of time out there. And it, it is probably the most beautiful place in the continental United States that I've been to. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous, and there's so many beautiful waterfalls and nice hikes and stuff that I really did not appreciate when I was a kid because I was just like a lazy sack of shit and was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I took it. You've been, gonna, you've been hiking gonna... recently. I saw your little Apple Watch, bro. You've been moving. Dude, I have been moving so much recently, and it's been a serious game changer in my life, like completely. Just better mood, better optimism about life, and it's just been extremely beneficial. It was just all this year I just decided to like get off my ass a little bit more, and that turned into yeah, a, a tumbling snowball effect where I actually just want to move all the time, and I want to stand up like – a lot of those little skilling therapy streams. I don't know if you guys have caught one yet. It's just, it's me standing and like, occasionally that. I'm like dance. If I literally had a cannonball <laughs> stream, I streamed myself making, I didn't even stream my, I wasn't even on there. It was just a screen to me making cannonballs for eight and a half hours. And somehow people showed up there and I was just having the time. Yeah, I believe life. I, I read you recently and you're doing blast furnace, just blasting trance music <laughs> with no camera. I'm assuming that you're talking about i was gonna ask you though is it just have you just been walking and do you have like do you have any plans to actually go to the gym do any type of lifting and when you do move 
-hmm. Are you going to move to a more rural area where you can go do those things? Or are you trying to get towards the city? So I'm going to probably be moving to Eugene. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's where my parents currently live. And so I'll probably spend a couple months with them just looking for an apartment. Because I was thinking about just like going online and seeing some photos of an apartment, just like moving directly in there. But I'm like, I feel like it'd be better to explore some options physically. Yeah, uh, if you have get, that get, ability, definitely. Yeah, yeah get it. Get you, get you, get you, you know, maybe four or five months of rent free before, before you get <laughs> yeah. a place. Yeah, I would say just stay there until they start really asking you questions. <laughs> like, are you, you going to find an apartment soon? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, <laughs> then like, maybe you can start looking. <laughs> yeah, like the cool thing about being an adult now is like my parents just appreciate my life path and they can just and they don't have anybody living with them. So it's just my mom and my dad living there alone. So they are like eagerly wanting anybody, like any of their children to live yep. with them. And so yeah. me, how, how long have they been empty nesters? Uh, about three years at this point. Okay, so they're ready for a little, little spice back in the life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little gas in the house. But about the question with walking. So it started off with walking. And I used to actually lift in college. I was never like a crazy bodybuilder or anything but i would actively go to the gym and i would you know pump iron but um as soon as i got addicted to runescape that all just fucking started crumbling <laughs> just crumble i was severely addicted to, like when i was 23 um well and, it takes a place yeah. i talked about when like i was talking to you earlier i went on mick homie's podcast the real homie hour recently mm -hmm. and we were talking about the parallel of fitness and runescape and how like they go hand in hand with the repetition and the grind they do, and I've, you probably just re, you just replaced you just replaced one for the other. I think is <laughs> what happened with yeah, you. They're, yeah, they're fundamentally really similar. They really are when you think about it. Yeah. yeah, and and it's really just amazing seeing how much you can do with your body when you start like drifting away from just being completely sedentary to like just oh, it's, actively it's moving. Yeah, it's just yeah. great. I've, I've been on a big refitness kick myself so we're gonna we're gonna have to deep dive into this talk dude about. i can i can see i can see it. last time i watched you stream i can see it in your face that you've lost weight how much weight have you lost so dude, I, since twitch yeah. gone 10 pounds yeah i was about to say you've definitely looked like you've lost some pounds. Yeah, yeah your your face tasty looks a lot like leaner and i know you're just a big dude but like that that chiseled jaw i'm fucking jealous of your jawline by the way like yeah, I, was, I was not it was hiding for that, a little man. bit bro it was hiding I gotta, <laughs> like i gotta get this thing out i was a fucking i was a fat goblin doing drugs and alcohol at twitch <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just, was fantastic i loved it but i had to fix it when i got back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no but I'm, I'm trying to find a little bit more consistency in my own life of like developing a schedule because uh I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys have experiences. I'm pretty sure any dude in their 20s experiences like the whole binging where it's like you have no schedule, especially if you're a streamer. Like that just goes hand oh, yeah. in hand. No schedule, just complete degeneracy. And then everything starts collapsing slowly. And for me, the biggest part about staying in shape was lack of motivation to move and then binging, just f feeling this way of like I need to not eat to lose some weight but i wasn't doing it in a good way because i wasn't moving my body and so i just go on like these binge eats and then it was like it's like every two weeks i just reset i'm like oh it's not even worth trying to get into shape you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean but no, like I, he's going I, did through the, it. I did the exact same thing every single time i tried to cut for like years because i it's just that's not the way you should do it like cutting mm -hmm. is um like crash dieting is just it's it's gonna be pure failure you can't just uproot your entire diet overnight and then expect to stick with that for mm -hmm. essentially the rest of your life like it's it's all about the small 
you know, changes that you can you can stick to, the small habitual things you can kind of fix. What has worked for you? Because I know both of you guys have been pretty into fitness. I mean, just based on your fucking size, like Persian Joe's legs, dear God, that fucking squashed three watermelons at once. I've just, uh, I've went through a lot of phases of <clears throat> lift. I mean, and I feel like most people do mm-hmm. with, uh, in regard to lifting. I mean, at a younger age, definitely a lot more brash, a lot more ego lifting, just going for insane PRs. And I was playing sports at the time. And yeah, I was just on super high carbs, super high calories, just lifting all the time, just, you know, some real like bro gym shit. And then as I got older, I started realizing like the damage I was doing to my body mm. of doing that kind of stuff. Like and, anything, uh, anything in particular that was like, well, like, it, I mean, yeah, I could tell it my shoulders, my knees and yeah, I started going towards the more like health centric, like, like actually like not fucking doing the ego lifting, like doing the high repetition, more bodybuilding, if you mm, will, yep. type exercise. Um, and that, 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 that is kind of where I'm at now. And, and especially now that I, I'm not working, I've been working out a ton. Like some days I've been going twice, uh, Ooh, but two days. I've been doing, yeah. Now, and as far as the diet goes, same thing. I used to be like, it used to be kind of a, a binge. And now I've definitely, I, I got to the point to where I found a diet. And I feel like diet is different for everybody. Some people, because there's some of these people, it's like you said, you go on this diet for, you know, two weeks, a month. And like, yeah, you see some results, but it's not sustainable. And I feel like for most people, it's finding that diet that the, where you see progress, that it's something you can sustain. Like, you're not gonna you're not gonna do the fucking some people like you know keto what that's just an example but some people can do that for a month but can they do it for the rest of their life probably not <laughs> so you got to find something that works for you mm-hmm. did you start keto. lifting in like high school that's what i'm just guessing i i don't know when you got into it yeah exactly. i started lifting it, i mean sports especially in the south especially football i mean you're throwing straight straight into the gym as soon as you turn 14 as soon as you hit like high school you're throwing straight <laughs> into the gym if if you're in any type of area where the sports demographic is big and I definitely was. So yeah, I started lifting, just doing like Olympic lifting, you know, squat, bench press, deadlift, hang cleans, power cleans, all that. That's, that's like, that's like the primary like football curriculum early on. And then, yeah, I, I, that's kind of where I stayed until I got done with college. And that's when I started getting into doing more like bodybuilding type exercises where you're using cables and you know, it's just not all free weight stuff. Like you're using a bunch of different machines mm-hmm. and, the, there's more there's more reps there's more sets more control so, just not yeah yeah that's good 100%. what about you tasty when did you start lifting um, that's actually a really good question i started lifting when i was halfway through college so pretty late i was relatively active i would say when i was like a kid um i played a lot of tennis i played a lot of golf uh, i played drums for a really long time which is a pretty active instrument i guess mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was like a black hole of exercise and fitness, probably mid high school to early college, because uh, I discovered weed. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then I uh, I stopped kind of smoking so much, which is one of the best changes I've made is like stopping smoking weed every day. If you smoke weed every day, you know, consider maybe not. Um, and then I got just super into lifting. Uh, I want to say I was like a junior in college is when I started getting into it. And it was a pretty similar path to uh, to Prison Joe's where like at first <clears throat> I just wanted to be strong. I wanted to be huge. So yeah. everything I did, like my entire day was based around like powerlifting. I was on the powerlifting team at ASU. 
Like I would eschew my schoolwork. I would not do anything I was supposed to do. So I could just go hit the gym for like three hours a day because I loved it. Like it was just the most fun thing in the world to me. And I, yeah, I just feeling strong was like great. There was no better feeling to me than, than feeling super strong and hitting crazy PRs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like Prison Jazz said, you know, it, it's fun and it's good to do if you're safe, but it's not really something you can do the rest of your life unless you're really dedicated to it and really, really smart with how you train. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're, if you're in college, steroids. yeah, and use anabolic steroids, that's also <laughs> helpful. <laughs> I feel and like so, that inevitably leads to that. Is that the case where you just yes. get really obsessed and just like I, I can't get any further unless I start yeah. just yeah. Which I like. I'm not gonna speak. I, I will not like if if you're competing in bodybuilding or even like powerlifting. Like you ha- you have to use anabolic steroids mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to do well. I mean, it's just it is what it is. That's just the culture yeah. of, of yeah. bodybuilding today, and it's unfortunate. But that's oh, yeah. just it is what it is. Um. Yes. Do steroids are cool. Or never mind. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Seder, yeah. if you had to guess, this is a statistic I saw a while ago somewhere on the internet, so mm-hmm. it's probably true. Um, if you had to guess how many people in your average gym had exper- like experimented with some sort of PED, what percentage would you guess? Well, I just know at my own college, we'd go. I would go to the gym there. <laughs> And probably it's, even higher. <laughs> it's it's very easy to just see like based on my own personal body, like physique. I'm like, okay, there's absolutely no way I could ever get that big by just eating and lifting. And so I, I don't know. I obviously I don't know a percentage, but I would say like the meatheads there, like ninety percent of them at least. Like oh yeah, it, well like the, the, the giga meatheads. For yeah, sure. like you you can literally tell when a guy is taking stuff because they look unnatural. And people can say that's natural, but that's just because everyone's doing it. So it's just like, oh, that maybe that is natural, but it's like, no. Yeah. Well, the funny yeah. thing is there's a lot of people that take it that you can't tell. Like it's the number is 25%. It's one in four people have experimented with something. Only like a, experimented. Or, yeah. Okay, like a well, college, I, I swear something. it's a, so much more. If well, you go it, to a college yeah. gym, it's going to be a little higher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, the, I would imagine. The thing is, is even if you're using anabolic steroids, you still have to work your ass off. Like, say oh, what yeah. you want about people who yeah, use yeah, them, yeah. but those guys are working out twice a day. They're working out six yeah. to eight hours a day. Like, they're really destroying themselves they're to get fucking that disease. eating, too. Like, yeah, if you can tell they're clearly on steroids, not only are they on yeah. steroids, but they're they work pumping, extremely hard. Yeah, they're going yeah. off, yeah. No, for sure. Um, but it, it really yeah, anyway, sucks if you stop taking steroids uh, and yeah. then you stop lifting entirely. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen, like, those jiggly, there like... Is- you know, man boobs that start forming afterward. I'm like, oh, there's a like, smart way to do it and a not smart way to I do it. Like I feel like I'm promoting steroid use. I want to go out and say that it is definitely like, especially if you're not competing or doing anything, it's it's not good for your health. There's, it's all negative effect in the long run. Like yeah. you should not be using steroids. I'm just saying that those guys who do, I'm not going to discount their hard work. I know, I know they're at least working their ass off. The ones that mm-hmm. have the insane physiques that you see on Instagram or whatever, uh, whatever platform. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, when I was on the powerlifting team, like, I was one of the only dudes who wasn't on steroids. <laughs> like, there was, really? there was so many, yeah. There was, Were the other guys it, stronger than you? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, there was this yeah, one but... guy who was, like, six, his name was, like, Tyler or something. He was, like, six foot four, six foot five, and, uh, like, big. He looked like an actual gorilla. Like, he was a beefy, big, hairy back. And, uh, like... He would say he was natural, but really he was on TRT. 
which is like testosterone replacement. So it's that's that's steroids. That's doctor prescribed steroids. Mm. Um, so I don't really count that as natural. But dude deadlifted six seventy five, seven hundred pounds. So Christ. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was large. But anyway, like that's that's how my journey started was getting into powerlifting and being big and huge. And then um, I really stopped when I graduated and I got a full time job because uh, a little bit after college, I got addicted to RuneScape. I kept working at that gym part time and I did nothing but lift and play RuneScape. And then when I got my first full time job. I like I had to wake up at, you know, five in the morning. I had to work all day. I had no energy when I got home from work and I had to like cook and I had no time or money to do anything like I just could. So I just I took a break for probably like a year. I'd probably still go like twice a week or something. Uh, And ironically, like I just kind of let my body degrade. And as a result, I got like a decently large injury on my shoulder. Like I tore my rotator cuff. Oh, shit. Because I stopped working out. Um, and so that was last year. And that was, um, yeah, something that I, I really didn't work out for like a year after that. But then I'd say a few months ago, I really started picking it back up. And like Prison Joe said, you know, a lot more health centric. I've been focusing a lot on getting really high steps, you know, losing body fat, um, doing like actual, not like just power lifts, because that's all I used to do is just like squat bench deadlift. But now, like a lot of unilateral movements, a lot of, you know, good things that are actually good for your body and stuff like that. And then diet's a, it's a whole nother thing. Diet's super complicated, but. Has your what, diet improved since becoming a content creator or has it worsened? Uh, it got way worse and now it's way better. It That's was like good. a big, big valley. And now. Yeah, I, I swear to God, every time I'd see improved. your stream, it was like you're door dashing Chipotle or fucking Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. it's like, it was like every oh, yeah. day. I was like, Dude, I, no, no, no. I, there was there was a month where I spent almost $1,500 on <laughs> That's you, Dude, I don't even want to look at my DoorDash expenses from the past two years. It is It, it would fucking depress me. You need I, I to, though. You need to. No, need to write I, it off as an expense. Oh, yeah, true. You do have to expense them. That is true. You, gotta, you, expense, you expense every single one of those meals on your taxes. Don't you not? Uh, I, I mean, to because, be honest, the standard deduction has always been more than what I've fucking spent. Like, I've been able to save so much money living here. It's just like, it, it's not even worth me calcing anything. I was like, fuck, just take the standard deduction. um i will say oh no sorry go ahead no i was gonna ask max like we was talking you were talking about when you were like younger and you're working out how much you like enjoyed it how like it was just this mad it was just it brought your excitement you're just excited to go to the gym do you still feel that way because like i i'm going to the like extremes to motivate myself these days like to have fun like i don't i definitely don't have as much fun as i used to (laughs) Uh, yeah well i didn't for a long time I didn't for a long time when I graduated, started working full time. And then when I had my injury and everything, like at that point, it was like, I should go because if I don't, I'm a piece of shit like that. That's what was <laughs> making me go like the like once to twice, maybe three times a week. Um, but yeah, after TwitchCon, I like I, I hired a coach, one of my like good buddies I used to work with, who's like a giga brain, just massive IQ um like strength coach and conditioning guy he knows everything he's been advising me on my diet um he's been writing my programs for me i've been training with him and i've seen so much progress in the last like two three months that like i wake up every day like i don't even think about streaming like i'm excited to go to the gym 
I push my stream back so I can get my steps in or I could get another set in, you know? Like, so I've, I've definitely cool. found it again, which that's is nice. Really cool. Yeah. Well, I'm what, trying to work around to find it. That's, that's, <clears throat> that's been the issue for me. Like going lately, I've, I've been feeling demotivated and yeah, I've been on like the whole, like Joe Rogan, like I'm having to like picture people dying in front of me to motivate <laughs> myself. Imagine people dying in front of me to try and stay motivated in the gym to, to push through the last few sets. Um, I think uh, I've been I've been going. I mean, honestly, since I've uh, after I resigned from my job, I've definitely my diet's improved because now I have time to actually like meal prep and like store things out. So that's definitely I've been excited about that. Like cooking is finally like I'm excited to cook, but the gym I'm still trying to figure it out. But I've been I think jujitsu might save me because that is uh, I'm always excited to go to that. But as far as the gym goes, oh yeah, I'm rolling all now. I'm rolling all the time because I don't have anything else to do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess I just need to find a different program. I assume is what it, what will do it because it sounds like that's what's done it for you. Yeah, just changing up your your goals a little bit, honestly. And um, I don't know. For me, I guess it was like just seeing the actual visual progress or having some sort of measurable way I can make progress because there does come a point, especially when you've been training really hard, like naturally without you know any steroidal enhancements for years and years. Your numbers don't really go up they go up you add 10 pounds to your squat in like a year of hard dedicated (laughs) training and it's like it's that's that's when it's hard to stay motivated that's that's what i was at i was like i i would really have to step it up to that next level at the end of college and i was i was starting to feel the burn then for sure Mm. i will say it's a lot easier to be motivated to look good because for me it used to be just looking good and feeling good. Now it's really about my personal health because I've uh, just had some experiences uh, and some realizations that like I, I want to be healthy when I'm an old man. Uh, my grandparents yeah. on both sides, like my my two grandparents on my mom's side, have already passed, but um, my dad's side, like they're obese, you know, uh, respectfully, yeah. but like they're always <laughs> they're always hurting, you know. And oh, like, yeah. sure. It's yeah, just yeah. like the worst way because you're like 60 and, you know, h- however much longer you have to live, but you're also like, you know, 80 pounds overweight. Like, that's you're not really a fun eating life. Yourself to, you're eating yourself to death in that situation. Yeah. And it's like yeah. impossible to move because every part of your body is hurting. And like, I'm realizing that for some reason, being young, it feels like you'll never get old. And now that I'm getting, like, I'm approaching 30, I'm like, okay, I can actually see myself getting old, and uh, I want to just be... How tall are you, Sater? I'm 5'11". Okay. I say I'm 6'0". You're 6'0". dating app, 6 foot, but, like, you're six foot. I'm 5'11". Show up with some Chelsea boots on. I was gonna say, they gotta stay healthy. The big boys don't last long. Like, that's actually statistically proven as well. Like, the taller man, so I gotta keep it together. Yeah, what? Okay, so you guys are, what, both, like, 6'4"? Uh, yeah, it's, six three. I'm six two apps. and three quarters, but I, I'm six three on uh, okay. dating apps. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how is that with lifting? Because I know at a certain point that I, I don't know at what point, but it becomes a problem to like bodybuild when you get too tall. It's just like you're. Yeah, I would say I would Depends say on that proportions as well, like yes. limb lengths. Limb yeah, lengths yeah. is probably the most important part. Hundred percent. I was gonna say like taller, taller men's typically, typically like on things like bench press, they're gonna struggle more, right? Get the longer arms, mm. get the longer range of motion. But then they're saying that there's benefits. I feel like being taller for deadlift is a benefit. 
Yeah. Um, well, and also like when you it t- it takes longer to put on muscle than someone who is smaller. Like yeah. it shows less mm-hmm. quickly. But like 100%. you you look better when you have muscle on. Dude, if you're taller, I'll toot my own horn. I take full pride in having a fat ass and big thighs as a tall man because there are oh, yeah. very That's few tall men that yeah, have that a is fat rare. ass and big thighs. Yeah. It's pretty rare. rare. So yeah, I definitely I got that like, dumpy, dumpy <laughs> tree trunk, you know. But like the yeah, cool thing is, is like you started lifting when you're 14, so you just have this frame, and you're pr- just genetically you have a frame that's just bare, you know. Like you, you're, you yeah, can I would be a say bear. the thighs, uh, the thighs definitely come from starting at that young age, and then also like in the peak, like of my lifting, you know, I was playing offensive line at a collegiate level. I was three, I was like 305 pounds. Yeah, like, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never be that strong again. I'll never be that big again. Like, is it fun being probably, that big? It is fun when you're in the gym. It's a blast because you're throwing like what you about know, like four sitting, plates, five plates, plates just know, like just going in. Stairs, no, bro. so no, that's the so the negative <laughs> thing is the lifestyle because you know you fucking oh I'm gonna I gotta go upstairs. You get up there and you're sweating, bro. <laughs> 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 I gotta just go upstairs. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's yeah it's tough. Like Christ. in a short burst, like yeah, like if like say you were to fight me when I was that big, oh, if shit. you make it out of the first minute, you could kill me. But you're probably not gonna make it out of the first minute because yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking a monster. <laughs> until i'm yeah. fucking gassed so. that is I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie like when when i think i don't even know how big i could get if i really tried to like push myself i have no desire to get big i like i would like to get lean and muscular but just at an appropriate natural level where i'm just m- mainly yeah. doing calisthenics that's what i've been doing as of the past few months um and, and i always talk about walking mainly because i feel like i want to when I make those videos and I say like, oh, I've been walking and stuff, I feel like it's just really important for a lot of people that were in my shoes that were just had no motivation to move at all. I feel like being able to show the results of just a simple lifestyle change of just walking every day. Because yeah. for me, I used to think walking did nothing. I, I actually believe that. I thought walking was literally pointless. I thought you had to run. It, no, walking does like a pretty. If you walk enough, it's pretty significant the amount of calories. Yeah, you I mean, burn you, you, you just gotta put in more time. Yeah. You, yeah, you burn like 400 calories an hour, and that's just a like step is a step, you know, the easiest thing ever. And uh, I don't know. And so, like, that's what I was trying to push at. And of course, I had to do all this in like really small steps because for so long, like I said in the past years, it was like binging and trying to go on these crazy exercise routines for like three days and then burning out for like two weeks yep mm-hmm. it was just repeat repeat and i'm like okay i i gotta find something sustainable so it was all step by step i did a lot more methodically this time and i have been doing calisthenics i actually have been doing like a lot of kettlebell stuff uh i've started to realize the importance of just full body movements and working out rather than i don't know why i put myself in a box where i thought i needed to do like isolation movements because in college i used to be like really obsessed with like isolating muscle groups which i was pretty strong back then for my own size but i mean for again comparing myself from then and now not compared to anybody else but um i think you're doing it right if you want if you want the most bang for your buck like that calisthenic full body stuff is going to be the way to go now Mm -hmm. if you have like two hours or you want to really go in the gym and get after it yeah you know do all the isolation stuff that's going to be best for you but if you're trying to get a for life baby 
Yeah, if you're trying to just get the, the quick workout in, like there's all kinds of different home workouts where you can involve your full body. And, you know, yeah. you can, you know, you can hit a hard sweat for 30 minutes and get a pretty good workout. And, you know, it's good. It's better than nothing. That's always what I've told myself. Like those days where I am piss poor motivated and feel like shit and don't want to do anything, I would just go out and walk for, you know, a couple miles, play mm-hmm. some music, and just walk. It's better than nothing. And you, you're getting something out of that day. You're not, you're not taking a loss that day. Yep. It's still, it's still, you know, and after you get done, you feel good too. Like, well, damn, at least I went and did that. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, been pop on a podcast. Walk oh, absolutely. Bit. Yeah, the Based After Dark podcasts have been absolutely popping off. Like, <laughs> I love just listening and walking. And just, <laughs> hey, it's yeah. just fun because everything's relatable. Like, I'm so glad you guys have, like, started that. Like, seriously, it's, yeah. it's been Well, you're, you're the inspiration for this, so thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was about to say, like, uh, we started off getting, you know, a couple hundred people listening, and now we have a few thousand people who listen, so... We didn't expect it to go anywhere, to go anywhere, to be honest. But yeah, now we're uh, now we're kind of like watch what we say a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, actually, I wanted to, I wanted to ask about that actually because that is something where it's like you want to make a podcast where you just can you know talk about whatever's on your mind, but it eventually and it was the same thing I dealt with where like I was down initially when I started my podcast to get anybody as a guest on the cast. And now I've completely like rethought that, and I'm like, okay, maybe I maybe I don't want to talk to certain people in the community. But um, yeah, it's, it's, and and it's I feel a- like it was the same with, you, with, with the same with, with your guys' group. No, 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 seriously, like I I was down to talk to anybody because it was such a new thing. Like it wasn't an actual podcast, you know. It was just like me talking to random players, and um, yeah. So how was that? One hundred percent agree. We've definitely um, we're definitely more selective with who we're having on there because we know at the end of the day. That the six of us, our core group of people who are on there, um, myself, Zoe, Nick, uh, Ignoble, Max, and T Papa, mm-hmm. we know if all six of us go on there, we can chat for three hours. We don't need a guest. Mm-hmm. Like we're at that, we're, we have that type of chemistry. That's what's beautiful about that group. So, yeah, we've been pretty, I'd say we've been quite selective with guests recently. And that's why we just recently invited the Liver King to come on. Yeah, we actually did. He popped the email from the Liver King. Yeah. How, how did anybody ever fucking think he wasn't on steroids? Like, uh, no, well, again, so, everybody knew, but like, yeah. The but proof here's the right? thing: we actually did invite him on because he came out and he said, "He said I want to go on any and every podcast to talk about my steroid use." And like me and P- me and T Pop, it was late. We were both cooked, <laughs> and we devised this like it's a really professional sounding email inviting him to come on the base after dark. And the way we put it was is we put a uh, uh, it was like from base Twitch with a combined three hundred thousand followers, which all that means is we, we just took just all the took followers. Tasty's fucking follower well, yeah, or of everybody of everybody on the, it was everybody's <laughs> followers on Twitch put together was like on the base team was like three hundred thousand. So technically, we're not lying. <laughs> so, but we we did invite him on, but I don't I doubt he'll I respond. That. But it would it would be funny though if one day you're just chilling and you just saw us throw a thread up for liver king yeah, that would Twitter. be so <laughs> sick oh my god i would genuinely talk to him though it would be entertaining it'd be good content yeah, it, I it mean, would be and honestly yeah. like that'd be that'd be huge for us <laughs> like imagine yeah. it like yeah, uh, yeah but so. you know the funny thing about about based after dark is it literally it spawned because we would always hang out in discord super super late at night and just have these like unhinged off the wall conversations and then we would joke like this would be like a funny podcast because we're just talking about entertaining shit um and then like you know we did turn it into a podcast and as the success has grown a little bit with the podcast it's like 
Well, we can't really say some of the things we were saying, you know, <laughs> on the late night Discord conversations. Yeah. And so, yeah, we need like a based after dark after dark is what yeah. we need. Yeah, yeah we've time to title. Nobody, nobody can listen to. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty genuine for the most part. We rarely edit anything. It's pretty rare, but every now and then, yeah, like you know, it's usually for personal details or ignoble says something racist, but you know. <laughs> Dude, I think also what helps is that you're all streamers. So you all have somewhat of an etiquette, you know, that you follow. And yeah, exactly. That just makes it a lot easier. If, if you guys were just RuneScape players that had no fucking idea how the internet worked, yeah, like, that would that would be a problem, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did it live. We got we got by doing a live podcast, and we didn't have any oh, issues. Yeah. We didn't have to edit nothing. So, I mean, that, that speaks for itself, that we were able to do an entire full base. And we said some pretty wild shit out there, but we kept it within the TOS of Twitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. Have you ever considered doing a Sebe cast live? That would be sick. Uh, I have considered it, but I always, like, I don't know, I just, I'm, I'm like, why? Like, why do that, I guess? Like, yeah, it's, it's added pressure that you don't necessarily need, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, that's a, that's like chat interaction, live questions, stuff like that. That is, cool. yeah, that is actually yeah. part of the reason why I don't want to do it because oh, it, really? it ends up becoming just this massive joke where people are just talking inside jokes the whole time asking like stupid questions. And then the chat's getting a huge giggle. And then it just ends up being like a comedy thing, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But like for me, I want to just have a one on one conversation or yeah, a one on two. I was going to say. I think it makes more sense for a podcast like ours because there is a lot of comedy slash bit mm-hmm. aspect there. Unlike yours, is a more like formatted, more serious dialogue podcast where you kind of just talk about anything. Yeah, it is a little bit different as well. Doing one-on-one conversations that I will say it's really refreshing for me to listen. Well, first of all, some podcasts that have six guys on it and girls can be a train wreck. Because nobody respects each other's voices and they just want to talk over each other. You guys have literally nailed that. It was just really organic. It feels like every time I'm listening to you guys, you guys are extremely respectful toward one another and can just shut up when you see somebody about to talk. And when I was on there on your guys' episode, I loved it. I could talk freely. I didn't feel like I was about to get interrupted at any second. And you guys have that like really nice chemistry together. So, But um, I really like the one-on-ones as well. I kind of... I feel like having more than three or four people on, you pretty much need face cams in order to see who's about to talk uh, because it just ends up interrupt. It becomes interrupt city. I've had a couple episodes yeah. where I've had two guests on where it's just like, oh shit, like we're, we're kind of just talking over each other over and over. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty good point. Um, and yeah, there's definitely a, like a, a dynamic shift when you go from, I, I would say like three to maximum four people once you get past that there's a pretty large shift in dynamic in the podcast i feel yeah. like 100 mm-hmm. percent. and on our podcast i feel like we kind of know that the, uh, and that's like what come comes from the us sitting in those discord calls in the past is we know like we know the energy so when somebody is like like we know when to let somebody carry when someone has like a good thought to, to get out like everybody will shut up and listen to it because they know it's going to be good so I feel like it just comes with time. But every now and then we do still interrupt each other. It's just impossible not to sometimes. But for the most part, yeah. like you said, we try and stay as conscious as possible. Like I'll I'll shut up. Or if I hear if I hear like maybe Kunix is about to say something, I'd be like, go ahead. You know, I'll just yeah. let him go. And I'll just hold my thoughts. 
Yeah, that that definitely comes from all of us. Number one, being streamers, and all of us. Number two, being friends for you know the past two years and yeah. spending all that time in those DGen Discord conversations. <laughs> what uh, I will say, <clears throat> it's kind of selfish of me, but I've really enjoyed the one-on-one conversations because it's put me in a really unnatural position. Uh, I don't feel like I've ever been a person that just wants to talk to a random stranger for three hours, <laughs> like. Not random stranger, but a person I've never <laughs> talked to for three hours. So it's given me some life skills to just be able to talk to somebody I've never spoken to. And I have to talk to them one-on-one. So selfishly, it's been really good for me. It's actually kind of helped me expand. And I think I've grown a little bit more empathetically. If that's a thing I can... Is, is that a It, it has to yeah. because... Yeah. Yeah. Some of the personalities you've brought on this podcast are not talkers, right? They're not you, they're not people you like me and Max. Out, yeah. You kind of pry it out of them. Like, I mean, we're talking about RuneScape players, so some of them are very, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. some of them at a very high level, of course. So they're you know very introverted and awkward, yeah. and yeah, I'm sure that's definitely taught you a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, and it's been cool because I've had guests that talk a lot. And I love it because I just get to sit back and just fucking chill. But then I've had guests where it's like, oh, shit, like I, I actually have to take control of this and like ask genuine questions. And when mm-hmm. I only get a few words response, it's it makes it difficult, but it's like a challenge I accept. You know, I'm like, all right, like how to, how to make this guest look as good as he can, because that's what I really want. I want like every episode to be their episode and make them shine. Uh, I think that's like a really good way to go about it um in fact i've gotten a lot of comments from people just saying like i've never even considered watching this guy's stream but after after he or she went on your podcast now i'm like really interested in you know their content and it's because they see another side of them and they get to just hear them for a a few hours kind of uninterrupted in a way 100 percent. because just from i remember when i came on here last time and there's a few different people who still watch my stream today who came from that you know they they found me through that podcast and they liked what i was saying so they came and watched but there is a massive redeeming value about having a guest on who is definitely showed up and then by the end of it they like you made them shine like a good example for us so we had guns chili on and towards the beginning, he was very like showed up. Like he, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he wasn't giving us too much. And, but by the end of it, like we were all friends and he was, you know, it was great. It, it turned out to be a really, really good podcast. Yeah. And then, like you said, there's the easy people like they had, they had nine rain on. I wasn't on that one, but like he won't shut the fuck up. Like he could talk, <laughs> like, he, he could talk forever, dude. And he's amazing. I love like, nine he's, rain, he's yeah. a, if you want a good podcast guest, like get him on. Uh-huh. <laughs> like anybody you, wait, there, have like, you had nine rain on the, not, on the not yet. Guess? Not yet. Wow. You, got, you, you, you got to put him oh, on yeah, the That'll list. be an easy one for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, this next year, like you guys are actually the first episode of year three, say, cast. So go. like this, this whole next year, I really want to focus on getting more YouTubers on. And I know Nine Rain also streams, but like I, I want to get to more of the YouTube side of content creation. I feel like I've only had a few actually like dedicated YouTubers on. Um, yeah, and get when I'm, settled. That's yeah, I that's a big name. I'm really hoping on getting. I, I have to reach out to him. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure he would. Well, yeah. that, that dude's living in like a mansion. So like, you know, he's got like those small athletics dollars, bro. Yeah, yeah you might have to go through his uh, assistant, but yeah, sure agents and everything. Yeah. yeah. No, it's well, fun though. Really I, good, yeah. I, so have you guys uh, felt, I guess, uplifted or benefit? Uh, have you have you guys felt like the benefit of doing a regular podcast? I know you guys aren't on every single episode, but has that been like a positive in your life? Just yeah, oh yeah, 
I like not even just from people coming into my stream and being like, yo, love the love the podcast, which I have like surprised. I've gotten a large number of first time chatters who will come in be like, yo, love the podcast, drop a sub. And I'm like, dude, hell yeah, this is incredible. But uh, I don't know, just like the weekly routine of and, you know, having a podcast and maintaining and, you know, editing and uploading is is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's more work than you might think, but. It's just been a lot of fun, honestly, and getting to know so many different people in the RuneScape community and the Twitch community at large has just been just rewarding. It's really nice. It's a lot of fun to do. What about you, yeah, Seth? Yeah, 100%. Um, it's been very beneficial for my stream. Uh, I love the podcast setting. I feel like I can thrive in it, especially the way our dynamic is, where I can breathe i can try and breathe my terrible forms of comedy into our into our podcast <laughs> like i i love it man i really enjoy it and it's definitely a, a really big driving factor for something that helped me just make the decision of resigning uh recently and doing content creation full-time like if I, i've said it many times, if i hadn't have met all these different content creators and based and outside of based I, there's no way i would have i, I would have just stayed on the one track mind i was on and mm -hmm. I probably just would have continued doing what I was doing. But uh, after I met everyone and saw like the potential, really what I see is the potential. And that is really what has drove me to, uh, to make the decision. So you guys have both been absolutely killing it uh, content creation wise. Tasty. Uh, the last time I had you on the cast was nearly two years ago at this point. And it's Jesus. just been an absolute pleasure seeing you just absolutely thrive on the category and just becoming just one of the, uh, I don't even know how to say it, just like one of the pillars of the community. One of the streamers. What, one of the streamers. Yeah, just one of those, one of those degenerates, you know, one of those degenerates that streams now. Um, but seriously, it's been, it's been really cool seeing your growth and just consistency and your energy and just fun that you put into every stream. It's just been really cool. So how has your journey because you believe it or not a lot of people listening probably think you've been streaming for just like a decade or something but it really only has been a short time so um, for, yeah, for, those that, years. for those that don't know and maybe those that haven't watched the original podcast like what is your whole story with streaming and how how has it gone for you it's um yeah well first off thank you i appreciate that uh, definitely like the thing that has kept me so engaged and consistent with streaming is really just the the community you know, meeting all, all the streamers that I've met, like you, some of you guys are my best friends, you know, it's kind of crazy to say that the people I spend so much time with online, I've now actually met in person, hung out with multiple times. And, you know, that's definitely been one of the big driving factors and staying motivated for content creation. But uh, a, a quick little synopsis of uh, of my story is I didn't start streaming until 2021, January 2021. Um, I had like played a shit ton of RuneScape. I was addicted to it. I consumed a bunch of RuneScape content. Um, and you know, I was working a job that I absolutely hated. <laughs> like I was, you know, not, not like a great place in life. I was just kind of existing, but, uh, a few of my IRL friends are really big YouTubers who do like league stuff, Madden stuff. And, uh, I was talking to a few of them about it and they're like, dude, like you've got the, You've got the personality for it. Just like give it a shot. Like you know, try it. And uh, one of my one of my best friends from high school. His name is the Glacier on YouTube. Shout out to Anthony. He uh, he's got a pretty big league channel, like two three hundred thousand subs. 
And he sat down with me for probably four or five hours one day. And he just ran me through everything that you need to be successful on YouTube, like how to format your videos, like the importance of titles and thumbnails, like how to organize your content, like what to do, what not to do. And I was literally, I sat there and I like, I took notes and we just, I talked to him, asked him questions for hours and hours. <clears throat> and originally I didn't even like think of streaming on Twitch. It didn't even cross my mind. I was thinking about YouTube because all my friends did YouTube. So I started uploading YouTube videos. Um, I, I had like a few random post-max progress series where I just fucked around and practiced editing. Um, probably had like five or ten videos out at that point. But I started really taking YouTube seriously in January of 2021. And I was like, well, what's a great way to, you know, grow my YouTube channel? I should stream on Twitch as well. And I'll just like have them feed off of each other. And I want to say in like, it was in February, I had uploaded a video called How to MVP in, in TOB. And it was just like a troll video of, you know, like shitty ways to fuck over your teammates and, and do better in the raid. And uh, it got like posted in the Oblivion Discord or something. And it got passed <laughs> around on a bunch of discords. And Exact saw the video. And there was just one random day in February where he came by my stream and he donated me $1,000 um, from his... From his mm -hmm. like content, from his like Bodhi content creator challenge thing, where he he beat the Inferno and Bodhi gave him ten thousand dollars for having the lowest level Inferno or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he, I, I was probably like a fifteen twenty beer Randy at that point, and he uh, he donated me a thousand dollars and shouted me out on Twitter and like Bodhi followed me and shit, and I was like, holy fuck, I'm freaking out. The very next day, um, Exact raided me. And then the day after that, Settled rated me. And God, it man. was, it literally like, Stars like aligned. everything came together. Like <laughs> the funny video I made, I, I felt like I was, you know, I had a decent personality for streaming. And like, I just got fucking like lucky that these content creators happened to be streaming at that time and happened to raid me. And literally ever since that day, it was like 400 viewers. <clears throat> and using that big boost, like I went super hard on YouTube. I grew my YouTube following. Um, and then I really, I just considered myself more of a streamer at a certain point because streaming kind of captured my heart and I put a lot more effort and time into streaming than I did into YouTube, but I just, you know, I fucking did them both and, uh, kind of had them fed off, like feed off each other. And that's just what I've been doing for past two years. So that's, <laughs> that's the story in a nutshell. That's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's really cool because like, I know you know, every creator almost feels obligated to say, like, you know, luck was a big part. And it is. I mean, it luck, is a big part. <laughs> it is a really is, big part. Luck to be is fair. a big part. But the thing is, is it isn't all luck because, yes, you got that luck, but you also capitalized on it big time. And you realize, like, the the luck that you had just been brought and you really just went hard where a yeah, lot of people. Well, might that's what I've been. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to, like, work on is uh, every time someone had asked me how to, like you know, how I got big in streaming or anything, I'd be like, yeah, I just got, you know, I got lucky. So I'm, I'm trying to give myself a little bit more credit for being consistent, you know, and, and caring about mm -hmm. the, the environment of my stream, yeah. for sure. You should. I think, I think luck is involved in everything, but obviously some are more lucky than others. Like, I'm sure Sebe's path, like, he didn't have that amount of luck and. Yeah. I know I did. I know I definitely did my first three or four months of streaming. But, yeah, exactly. I mean, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, 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 it all depends. But yeah, at the end of the day, you still have to, if you just would have done nothing after that, nothing would have happened. You continued to work and 
got you to where you are. Mm-hmm. And so now I want to ask uh, you, Prison Joe, uh, you have recently gone full-time streaming, so <laughs> I, I want to cover all that with you, so just... Uh, but I, I, I guess the, just a brief history of you starting out streaming, just so people can kind of get the full story, and then you can talk about what made you finally quit your job at Kroger. Yeah, so uh, I've been pretty transparent. I've been, uh, I've been pretty transparent. I've uh, in the last six years, I've been working in the realm of law enforcement, multiple positions, multiple different things, all the way from like response teams in prisons to uh narcotics work to just regular police work and then till recently supervisor uh and supervision and police work but uh yeah i mean i started streaming in 2019 on my shitty laptop uh terrible webcam awful mic game <laughs> turned all the way up shitty <laughs> shitty uh electronic or edm music at least you weren't one tick flicking were you I, I can't see you be one of those like one tick flick andy that has game sounds all the way up yeah. <laughs> no 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 there was no there was definitely didn't even understand what a tick was good. at that point first off That's and good. second off yeah i was just yeah i was just killing vorkath because i didn't have the pet and yeah it ended up taking me ten thousand casey to get the pet and you know obviously that's how i met uh, i met first met neil which i talked about before then i met you and fatty c and yeah throughout that time i uh because i streamed but it was on and off because of work so I, when i switched positions and i have to do like these long stints of training i would uh i quit streaming and then the most recent time i came back uh i staged i, I stayed streaming i got partnered uh, and then, you know, like it, everybody has, you get partnered and then you have kind of the fall off, I guess. I think everybody's, uh, whoever's taken like the traditional route of, cause you know, I, I would, I would like to say I networked, but not really too much. I mean, I was pretty like, I was pretty, was pretty much on my own. I wasn't too much. Uh, I felt really weird, like chatting a bunch of people's communities and reaching out or like, I, I just kind of wanted to do it by myself. Um, obviously I've realized over time, like, and this is advice to any creator out there that. Uh, nothing is done alone in content creation. Uh, all the best things I produced and put out have been with other people, whether it be Top Tuesday or the podcast or the vlog, whatever it may be, like all the best content, it always involves other people, in my opinion. And if you just look at any other section at the highest level, they're all doing it together. There's always some type of group or some type of aspect where people are, you know, they're using each other for content and it's and they're doing it because it's a better product, mm -hmm. uh, at least in my opinion. But yeah, so I got partnered and I kind of had like a fall off and I was kind of confused on what I wanted to do. And uh, I got into based and, you know, I met Max and everybody else. And I started, I started to, uh, I started to like actually watch Twitch and like go in other communities, become a chatter, uh, become more familiar with the culture of Twitch. And yeah, I just, I learned a lot just from watching everybody. And one of the main things I learned, especially watching uh, Max, is just to do whatever the fuck you want to in the game. <laughs> I was like forcing myself through these grinds and I just wasn't enjoying it. And it showed. And I wasn't having good streams because of it. And I started to change the way I did things and kind of do what I like to do. And then the numbers started going back up again. And then we got the podcast going. And, you know, I've worked a long time and... I would say probably the last five years, there hasn't been like a week, like an actual work week where I haven't worked at least like 50 to 70 hours or something crazy. Sheesh. And, uh, you know, I had a conversation with a few different people who are important to me. And I just decided that I don't want to look back when I'm like 30 something and be like, damn, wish I would have just gave that a shot. And there's no reason for me not to. Like I have plenty of experience. I have plenty of certs and, you know, I've got degrees. Like I can get another job, right? 
and I know people like it, it wouldn't be an issue to get another job. Even like right now, I like freshly resigned. Like I could probably, they probably would hire me back. Actually, I know they would hire me back, but I just wanted to give it a go, man. And, uh, you know, give it a real two years, probably two, three years, just send it. I mean, I've, I've saved plenty of money over the time working. Like I've, I've told, I've told, uh, when I was on mixed podcast, I was telling all the money I've spent the last couple of years has been when I hang out with these fuckers. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not living a lavish lifestyle by myself, man. I'm a pretty basic guy. Like the only thing expensive, like I've collected is shoes, but I've made money off those shoes. Cause I, I buy and sell shoes. Like I'm, mm. I try and flip them. So like, I haven't really took a loss on those either. I'm a big sneakerhead. That's cool. But, <laughs> but but yeah so th- that's really what that made me decide to do it i just wanted to give it a shot and give it an honest go and hey if it doesn't go well i'll just get another job it's no big deal like I, I know i can work but now i have all this time i have i have all kinds of content planned um it's like you said with the schedule thing like you're talking about have you ever had that binge of where you've just like kind of like let yourself go but i've never i've never had that because i've never had the chance to have that yep now you do the, <laughs> now you have the chance I, now i definitely know i do now and i can see because like it was like uh like the first couple of days after i resigned like i woke up and i went back to sleep <laughs> that, was, that was that was one of the like that's stupid as it sounds like yeah. it was like on a work day waking up and i was like well shit i might as well sleep a little bit hey, ain't, that, ain't that nice though ain't that pretty goddamn nice it was pretty yeah it was pretty it was pretty fucking nice but that was the first couple days but since then i've set out a schedule and i've and i've been following it um that's good you know i'm not today because i'm doing the podcast but you know i'll let that know but consistency it shows man like just in the couple weeks now i've been doing consistent streams like the numbers have already gone up just from being consistent like consistency is so fucking key in streaming it really is number one in anything to do with content creation because it's like really the only thing you can control like if you are consistent whenever luck comes along you capitalize if you are consistent yep yeah i 100 agree it's also tough to be consistent if the rest of your life isn't consistent if you need to have a good life balance which for i'm i'm this might be projection, like pure projection, but like at least for me, and I could see it in other streamers as well, where like you don't really have much going on in your life. So you just are like, oh, I'll just stream, <laughs> you know, let's see how this goes. And uh, yeah. nothing else in your life really falls together. And so the streaming in itself just starts kind of crumbling as well because nothing else in your life really has that much stability. And so, you know, me personally, taking over like three years of content creation of just like pure freedom of not having an employer or anything. And finally discovering, okay, like this really is my life now. Like I I really got to, I don't know, make a schedule, find some stability. My schedule when I was working was insane, man. If you would see the life I lived the past year, you would be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> it's fucking, I mean, I would, you know, I'd usually wake up, you know, like probably about one, you know, get ready, go through the motions. I'd hit the stream from probably, usually I would stream from three to seven. And then as soon as I got done with stream, I'm like rushing to the shower, like getting ready for work, you know, like getting my mindset, you know, in the mindset of like someone might try and kill me tonight because that's the mindset you have to have when you're out Jesus. there. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd get myself going and I'd go out there and then I'd be out there till eight to six in the morning and I'd wake up and Holy do it again. Crap. And like, you know, and in between, you know, I'm trying to work out in between that. I'm trying to go jujitsu. I'm trying to manage my social life, trying to manage my family life and like 
and then a 24 hour stream every month or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, 24 what the hour f- stream every month on the couple days off <laughs> I have. Don't understand yeah. that. <laughs> and then, you know, and then, yeah, like, and yeah, it was tough too. Cause I, like this, uh, this last year, my parents actually got a divorce after being married for like 30 years, wow. you know? So like that was crazy going through that. And with, with the streaming and the, it, it, was, it was so much, man. Like I, I never stopped. I don't think there was really a time where I even like when I would like, Sometimes I would just like take a day off. Like I would just randomly put in for like PTO day. And like that day I would just kind of just, I, I couldn't not do anything. I'm like, my body was so used to going, I would still go do something or I, sometimes I'd just stream. And I, I, I told myself today, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to sit my bed and just, I could, this couldn't, man. Like I was just so used to going, That's crazy. but I'm trying to take that ethic and put it into streaming. Like I put out a legitimate schedule. Um, I have a lot of plans for my YouTube channel, which I have created now. Um, but my YouTube channel is just going to be lifestyle and vlog. Um, I found that that that's my niche. I love RuneScape. I still enjoy playing RuneScape. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel motivated to create YouTube videos based around it. I don't think yep. that that's my niche. I feel like IRL lifestyle content is my niche. And I kind of found that with doing the vlog series. That's definitely something that motivated me a lot. And just the fact that I don't know what it is. My whole life, I've always been the person to just pull out a camera when something entertaining or stupid is happening. I'm just good at having the camera out. Like people are fighting, I'm the guy in the back of the camera out screaming, agging it on. Like always, like always <laughs> have the camera out. Doesn't matter. I don't know what I don't know why that is, but I just always feel the need to like to capture it. Yeah. And, it um, yeah, episode it. episode three of the the based TwitchCon vlog where we we you vlogged the accidental party was probably like the best like i felt like i was back i felt like i was back at that party it was captured so well yeah i uh yeah so that's what i like and i have a lot of plans where it's not just going to be uh when i when i do the base meetups and stuff i'm still going to put that stuff on our like our youtube channel and make the vlog for the like the official base vlog if you want to be just narrated by me whatever Mm -hmm. but as far as my channel goes i want to do everything like holidays with the family uh, I want to make like workout videos that like actually go through, you know, like fitness videos where like, I'm going through different workouts, like, you know, upper body, legs, cardio, yes. all kinds of different splits and stuff you can do. I, I got a lot of plans. You know, I, I got a, I got a decent camera now. I got a good mic uh, for vlogging and filming uh, the phone. The phone cut it for the first vlog there. But uh, I'm going to yeah, I'm up, I upgraded the equipment. So I'm ready to pump some shit out. Like I'm going to start filming stuff soon and I'm actually going to Arizona in a couple of weeks and uh me and max here will be filming a few different things as well that's exciting that is true so i'm glad you brought that up because i feel like a lot of creators start realizing the more they've streamed runescape again runescape creators like they i don't know i feel like maybe some creators and myself is included in this is that again i'm going to use the term of like putting yourself in a box of like you started content creation with like, oh, I love RuneScape and I want to stream this and it seems like a lot of fun and like other people are doing it successfully, so let's do that. And then it all of a sudden a couple of years pass or something and you're like, is this like what I really want to be doing? Just doing a RuneScape stream and I've kind of just already shown all my viewers that this is what I do and now changing it up is like a scary risk because you've seen people take risks where they just start doing something completely different and it just flops. Um, yeah. Well, and, that's well, the thing about RuneScape viewers, bro. Like, they only watch yeah. RuneScape. Well, I did want to give my opinion on that as well, and Go I think uh, I think that that is true. It is a risk, but I think if you're more of a personality-based, community-driven streamer, that shouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, of course, you're going to lose some of the RuneScape lurkers. You know, people who just lurk in RuneScape streams. Yeah, you're going to lose those people. But 
If you have a strong community of people who are there for you and not there to give a fuck about you watching RuneScape, that transition will be good for you. Yep. And anybody who's done that who has failed, I think they've failed at that aspect of their stream. Um, no offense to anybody who has, but that's just that's just yeah. Why I no, think. I mean that would make sense. Um, and I mean it shows. Like a good example is Mick Homie. Shout out to him. Big shout out to him. He's a great guy. His right, community man. is super strong, and he can switch to playing Pokemon, and he will not. He will lose maybe I don't know five or ten viewers. Like he can switch from playing RuneScape with ninety viewers to playing Pokemon or whatever fucking game, and he's not going to lose much because like he has a very strong community driven stream. Yep. Um, it's Will is a good example. Like you know. His his is more, but I mean, he's still playing variety games, almost a thousand viewers. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, and but he has a very strong community driven community. Like, they're there for him. They love like his brand of comedy, his brand of entertainment. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. T Papa is a good example. Like, T Papa, I've seen T Papa. Like, he'll switch over to another game, and the T the T Papa Dick Riders, as we call them, they're there. They, you know, they're they're, they're there for him. So you know, I mean, I, I feel like just, I feel like it depends on your stream, but. I get that. Like, I'm always going to fuck around with RuneScape. I love RuneScape, and I'm like, I'm blessed to still enjoy it because I know there's content creators who fucking hate playing. <laughs> I know, know there's a lot of content creators that hate playing. There might be a couple yeah. in this call right now. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know there's people who do yeah. not enjoy playing Dude, the game. I okay. still love it. Let, so. let me let me just and and then I, and then I want to ask uh, Max a question, but I will say like what really sucks. And again, total first world problem is when you truly just don't want to play RuneScape or you almost feel obligated to do a certain piece of content in RuneScape because it's like the new thing and you would just have no interest in it. But you're like, oh, well, fuck, I got to take advantage of it or like I feel obligated to do this new content. And then that just ruins. I don't know, like sometimes I'll wake up and I. I OK, so this is actually a little bit personal. I'm just I'm just going to share this. Because, like, why not? I've never told this to anybody. It. Well, I've told it to my parents. But um, I was suffering with pretty bad depression just um, up until, like, late October. And the reason was is because I actually started a hair loss treatment called finasteride, which probably a lot of men know about. Um, and it's just, like, a one milligram tablet. Like, you just take orally every day. And uh, I started it because I just realized I was like on the on the crown of my head was getting a little bit like lighter. You know what I mean? Just like I wasn't balding. Well, I was balding, but I wasn't bald. It was just like lighter. You're hair. safe here, brother. Yeah, you're, 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 you're sitting in a call with the fucking white <laughs> yeah. guy balding special. Crew, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and, <laughs> we know, bro. We yeah, know. Yeah. So my crown was thinning a little bit and, you know, just up top a little bit. And I was like, OK, I'm just going to get ahead of this because I want to keep my hair, you know, I, I value my hair. And, um, so I started on that and I was like, okay, like the side effects look pretty fucking extreme, but uh, you know, I'll be part of the majority that just doesn't suffer with side effects. Anyway, uh, I did suffer with side effects, but I didn't realize it because it's just such a gradual process. So I was on it for about six months and I had this absolutely horrible feeling of, dread and hopelessness uh, a few nights in a row where I could not fucking sleep. In fact, I was curled up in a ball, like weeping basically, because I was just like in the worst fucking mindset of my life. And I was like, what the hell is going on with me? Um, and it was just a, like a slow buildup that I hadn't even noticed until I just realized, okay, like it, it's one of the two options. I, at first, I thought it was like my daily fucking vaping of Delta Eight. I was like, maybe like something in the THC is making me fucking depressed. 
there's no real scientific evidence on that, but there is scientific research that is like finasteride can cause extreme depression. And so I think I was, well, I know for a fact I was suffering from it. So I stopped and immediately all the symptoms were just fading completely. And the reason I brought all that up, it, okay, first of all, I will say for anybody that is taking that, because I know like my audience, I know because my YouTube analytics show like 99.5% of my audience is male and they're 25 through 34. Be very careful with finasteride. That shit is no joke. It's not just protect your hair. Like that shit is, it fucks your hormones up and you don't even know it because it's such a gradual process. Anyway, I'm just going to go bald. Dude. Yeah, we're going to go bald and we're going to get jacked on TRT. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, when I hit 30, bro, <laughs> shaving the head, taking TRT. And it's you know, <laughs> a you know, Corvette, go. red Corvette, red Corvette. Red yeah. Corvette. Yeah. And, and you know what the, the worst thing is, is about three months into it, I started al- already kind of feeling a little bit of like that depression of just having no motivation to stream. I would still try to stream, but it was like, I, I fucking hate this. Like, I, I don't want to do anything. It was horrible, but I was like, uh, I'll push through it, you know, or like my hair is worth it or something. I didn't really know if it was finasteride or not, but um, yeah, that shit is awful for you. And it was causing a lot of like problems with just everything in my life. And so as soon as I stopped on it, like everything has started falling back into place again. I have like super optimistic. Was it a gradual difference when you stopped it or was it like immediate you felt it better? W- like the very next day, um, by the end of the day, so after not having taken it for about 36 hours, I already felt, like, decent. I, I didn't know if it was a placebo wow. or not, obviously, but by the end of the week, it was so stark. It was just, like, un, undeniable. I was like, okay, yeah, like, that was what was causing it. And then by the end of the month, I was like, okay, I'm cured. <laughs> like, I, I have no symptoms of just this hopelessness. Uh, it, it was, yeah, I don't know. So just a... Uh, a little warning for those men that are taking that. Be careful of that. I know it doesn't affect everyone. Uh, everyone's different. But for me, that was, yeah, it's not worth it. Absolutely not. Anyway, I don't even know where I was trying to go with that. It was something about I think you were, but. well, you were talking about, you're talking about how when you, like, playing RuneScape, when you feel like you have to do certain aspects. Of oh, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was feeling extremely locked into, like, I have to do what I've been doing for three years, just streaming RuneScape, doing the same basic stuff, putting myself in a box where like I can't explore new options. I also had no motivation to do it. Again, really depressed. Uh, but as soon as I've been out of that, now I'm really excited for moving to Oregon and you know what, what we mentioned earlier about that whole idea with the little mushroom icon. <laughs> Uh, there are some really <laughs> cool things that really aren't RuneScape related. That is content creation related that I really want to get into, but it is still a surprise. Yeah. And I, I get excited about it because getting out of that shell of like, I have to do this and you see it with streamers. Like you, you go, I'm not going to name any names, but you know who I'm talking about where you'll go into a stream that they've been doing for years and it's the same thing. And it's just like, nothing is, yeah. There, there's no switch up and you can just see like, they're not really enjoying it as much you know it's but they oh, they're, feel collecting the, yeah. they're collecting the bag like, i mean well, I, I was yeah. i was literally talking about this with someone yesterday where um you know just about the longevity of certain streamers who like some streamers are have been around for like seven eight years like bodhi still going crazy strong everybody loves bodhi mm-hmm. and then there's others who have been going for several years who like they hit their popularity peak and then it's just kind of been a slow decline ever yep. since and i think the difference is the people who stay on top 
you know, people like Will, who's been streaming for, you know, three, almost four years, still has probably like the number one streamer besides Bodie. People like Foe is they are willing to take risks and change their content up for the sake of staying fresh. You know, like it's it, people are willing to watch them because, you know, it's not just the same thing it was five years ago. A hundred percent, man. And I was going to touch on that because that was like my original like content creation scheme was is like what I wanted to do was I wanted to do a boss until I got the pet. Like that was my whole thing. I was like, I'm going to pick one boss. I'm going to do I'm going to do that boss only every day on stream. I'm going to build like and I wanted to do a tab with it as well, like a loot tab. And then at the end of it, sell the loot tab. And then I, you know, after I get the pet, whenever I get that. And after yeah. doing that a few times, especially because I got fucked and went <laughs> like super dry on the like first couple bosses I tried. Uh, yeah, I started to realize like I wasn't having a good time. Like I wasn't enjoying it. I was, mm-hmm. it felt like a chore. And that shows. Like the, the viewer can see that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not having shows. a good time. Yeah. Like we're not having a good time. It shows. And they're going to leave. They don't want to be there. Like, People are watching a stream to unwind and enjoy the chat and have a good, like, uplifting time. So when you're fucking sitting there staring at this fucking screen, me, <laughs> killing, killing Kraken, not saying anything because I'm mad, dude. nobody wants to fucking be there. Dude, so you yeah. know it's bad when you're looking at your OBS and seeing how long you've been live and just, like, waiting for it to fucking be, like, three or four hours. It's like, it's four know, hours, it's time to leave. Just, yeah, that, that, is, that is exactly what oh. I felt like for months. Oh. It was me yeah. streaming. TOA came out. I fucking started hating it. Didn't even want to log <laughs> into the game. Didn't want to fucking go outside. Didn't want to do anything. And then I would literally go live. I had no fucking energy. I'd just like put on a act basically. And I would just look at the OBS timer like, is this over yet? Like, can I just fucking end and just go back to sleep? Like, again, there was so many other factors with all I that. Mean- but- I feel like every streamer has felt that way at a certain <laughs> yeah, point. I've, I've, def- I've definitely had days and, like that. And you have to move on from it. As a content creator, Like you have to recognize that's a problem and this is not going to be sustainable. So get ahead of yeah. it immediately yeah. because exactly. you, what are you going to do? 100%. Just suffer and just try to make – not take any risk. That's what – yeah. That's what I've been trying to do. Like, so like I'm I'm very happy in the content I'm doing. I'm still enjoying certain aspects of TOA and like big teams. I'm still enjoying hard mode top, like when I have a good team or whatever. Like I'm still enjoying like certain content and like it shows and I'm having a good time. The streams have been good. But I'm already getting ahead of it to where when I feel like I'm getting unhappy or whatever, like I already have I've made other accounts, I have other plans, like I've I've I'm writing this shit down, you know? I've that's that's been a big thing for me since I've been full time is is like I have this notepad in front of me and I've just wrote so much shit down. Like I write everything down now. Just put it on paper. That's good. And that's been super even like even topics to talk about, like stories on street, just like just to get into shit. Like like we met this guy, like just this is an example. I have the I literally read this on I wrote this on the notepad. Like I was uh I was doing Tob the other day. We're at the bank. We needed one person for hard mode Tob. It was like four in the morning. You know, Jake C, you guys know him. He's like He's like 700, he's almost, or he is now 700 KC at Hard Mode Top Drive for the dust. Oh, like, it's God. all he needs. God. And like, we just needed one person, and there's this guy, and he had like 10 KC, and he's like, bring me. And I was like, well, fuck it, we'll bring this guy. And the dude was fucking gaming. Like, he, he died less than all of us. He was amazing. And then he tells us that he's a truck driver, and he's playing on his phone's Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, he's driving a truck. Like, wait, wait. Yeah, he said he was that? sitting... Huh? His name is his name is something elude, other like that. Okay, okay. but uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, he said he was in a truck on his laptop playing on his truck on his phone's <laughs> Wi-Fi. 
<laughs> I was just like, that is this so is dangerous. Fucking, yeah, it's like this. Well, he wasn't driving. He was just oh, sitting okay. there. I, I, <laughs> he was not driving and doing hard mode. I thought he was <laughs> driving across the country, like fucking tobbing with you guys and like not dying. Yeah, okay. no, he was uh, he, he was stationary, but I just like it's just a it's just a good story. It's funny, like it's just shit like that. I write everything down now, so uh, I, cool. I would recommend that to anybody out there who's doing stream. If something funny happens in your life or something you want to talk about on stream, write it down. Yeah. So. So uh, let me ask you, Max, what have you been thinking or, you know, anything that has come up where you almost feel kind of in a box where it comes to content creation? Have you ever thought of expanding maybe outside of RuneScape or maybe keeping it RuneScape related, but just doing something that nobody's ever seen before? Um, uh, I'm you glad you asked, actually. Um, I definitely for the for the later half of this year, I would say I was definitely feeling like no like i wasn't not motivated like i didn't want to not stream like i still enjoyed streaming but i was definitely feeling a little bit boxed in with like the content that i was doing like nothing nothing in runescape was particularly speaking to me mm -hmm. um so i don't know i started just thinking a little bit more about like youtube and what i want to do on youtube and shifting my focus away from twitch a little bit for the first time ever and I don't know, I've uh, I've been writing down a lot of like different scripts and different ideas to pivot my YouTube content more towards like the IRL comedy sketch type stuff, because I've been doing mainly just like pure RuneScape videos for the past year. And like they're they're fun and they're cool. And some of them are, are interesting to watch and people watch them. But I feel like they're, you know, they're not different. Like everybody does that. Yeah. You know, anyone can kill Corp for, you know, 50 hours and post a loot video on, on YouTube or Cree or something. Uh -huh. um, and so it just, I don't know, I was uninspired by that type of content. So I've uh, I've already got like five scripts going on right now for new video ideas. And um, when Prison Joe's going to be in town, we're going to be filming like Picking Up Girls Part 2. Like we're going to go to an Apple store and get a fire cape. Um, I've got like... <laughs> kind of a sketch comedy it's runescape based <laughs> that kind of video but it's you know it's it's totally in real life and i'm um i feel I'm like that's how you transition well though because you're still and you're still paying exactly. to, uh, yep. you're still paying um, tribute to runescape but you're slowly like you're, you're conditioning yep. for some irl content exactly I'm, I'm paying homage to the game that everybody started watching me for but i am yeah. starting to um you know, just break the walls a little bit. Because I feel like RuneScape content creation right now is just, it's dry. Yeah. Like, you, YouTube especially has felt dry for me recently. Not even my own videos, but, like, people's videos that I'm watching. You know, I can only watch so many progress series before I just want to neck. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> In-game, of course. In-game, in, for in Fortnite. Yeah, in yeah. Fortnite. Um... And no, I don't know. I just feel like there's there. so many there's so many niches that haven't been filled, so many places that we can explore. Um, and like it definitely it feels limiting because RuneScape players are a very specific type of consumer. Like if it's not RuneScape, they hate it. Like yeah. they don't like things that aren't RuneScape. They'll hate it and, and they'll let you know they hate it too. Yeah, That's exactly. They'll let you know they hate it. And like the funny thing is. Um, the last video that I released was, it's like a, just a straight comedy video. There's no like RuneScape playing or anything like that. Um, and like those typically, they don't statistically do as well. I've talked about this before. 
Uh, they don't statistically do as well, but if you look at the analytics, the amount of new people that it brings in is insane. Like the amount of subscribers you get from that type of video versus a standard RuneScape video is enormously different, even if the views aren't, are like lower. You just get way more subscribers. It's an entirely different demographic of people that you're bringing in. And it's like, you know, it's it's easy to get caught up in the numbers and like, oh, this isn't, you know, this doesn't have 100,000 views. I don't want to post anything like this. But mm -hmm. I think long term, that stuff is the way to go. So that's, yeah, that's that's what I've been pivoting towards recently. Past like probably couple weeks, um, I've literally just been working on YouTube stuff, going to the gym, grinding, and then, you know, streaming. And that's yep. kind of been it. One, one thing I'm breaking free from slowly but surely is I feel like I've always sort of been uh, uh, like, I, I hate to use this term, but I always feel like I've sort of been a people pleaser when it's come to content creation. Like I don't want to offend any of my viewers. And I feel like part of that comes from the delicacy of starting streaming with very little viewers and not wanting to yeah. lose any. And so starting off a stream for months, it's not just like a few weeks, like months on end of just like, <laughs> you get a new viewer and you're just like, Oh, please like fucking stay basically. And, uh, I feel like that mindset hasn't really broken free. It's starting to, and I'm starting to realize <clears throat> there's just people that come into your stream and it's not even like they say anything necessarily bad, but it's just like bad vibes. It's just like, I, I yeah. don't want you here. It, and there's this very clear sense that as soon as you see a name in your chat, you can tell if they're going to be, a net positive or a net negative in the vibe for yourself. Yeah. And so yep. I'm really starting to understand that a little bit more and just timing people out. And I also want to drift to a spot. Okay. So this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but, and you guys do a pretty good job about it because, um, you guys really don't take bullshit in your stream for the most part. Uh, and you'll just remove people. And it's a lot easier once you're like well-established and stuff. Minus but one. <laughs> yeah. just one, baby. <laughs> and, and it's a really nice feeling to get that and the other thing is like have you ever had a really kind of just mediocre stream where you're just literally reading people's bullshit like you just read chat and it's just stuff you don't happened. even want to talk about <laughs> just like what so i mean sometimes but i just <laughs> my, my community I, maybe it's different in a way that i have like some pretty core people who are there who will carry the chat on with good shit or yes. like spam yes. they'll spam emotes and i don't have to fucking read anything <laughs> i just let them let them post emotes and go on and yeah. do what i'm doing but i i feel like you definitely there comes a time in streaming. I've talked with Qniques a lot about this aspect because he is very similar to you in that people-pleasing aspect. For a long time, mm -hmm. he would let people walk all over him in his chat, talk shit to him, say shit to him. And definitely in these last couple months, he's finally like, he's like fucking swole the fuck up and he's not taking people's shit. And he shouldn't. And nobody should. If someone, if it's, you should have, I call it the, the minus one mentality. You know, if you're not helping the stream, minus one. I mean, it's, it's you know? Yeah. No, and uh, I, I've never really felt walked over, luckily. I do feel bad for Nick. I think it was a lot easier for me to never really feel walked over. It was me simply keeping people that I just don't even want around simply because I just <laughs> don't care about what they have to say. And I know that sounds yeah. like bad, but it's just like, uh, yeah, it's really hard to bring up certain examples, but it's just like, you're just 
we're not even talking about. You're just bringing up a random thing that's is on it, your mind, and you're just spamming it in my chat. Is it like this? Because for me, it was like this. So early on, I had a lot more like troll chatters, like people posting fucking cock asky, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, just stupid mm -hmm. shit, dumb thoughts, like just clearly troll. Like they want the attention. Dumb they thoughts. Want attention. Yeah, like just they want stupid attention. Stuff. Yes, they want attention, and you keep them there because you have. 10 viewers and you you need something to fucking go <laughs> off of, right? So once you get to a point to where you have good community members who are getting good thoughts, actually making good jokes, memes, typing correct emotes, et cetera, et cetera, then it's okay. Then just get rid of those people. Because at yeah. that point, like, you know, it's 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 an it's just not a good look. Especially when someone comes in, like as far as new people coming in, because yes. that, that's like my biggest thing with the minus one mentality is is that that one person can steer away 30 people with being yep. a fucking dumbass when yep. I can just get rid of them right then and there. And those 30 people that come in, 10 or 20 of them might stay because they didn't have that initial interaction with said dumbass. That so, is so true. That's how yeah. I've started to really, I've started to implement that. Now I have some new ideas that I'm not going to share on this podcast about like new stream ideas and stuff. But a lot of it comes down to just positive vibes only and me not feeling obligated because again it's putting myself in a box and i've done it for years of reading everybody's chat just reading people's stuff because it yeah. feels like a it feels like i need to do it i don't know where i learned that from of just you read every single person's message but there's so many messages i don't want to read and i just read it anyway because it's like or else they're gonna be like hey man you missed my message and i'm like yeah, yeah i don't want to fucking that. read That's it it's worst. stupid the worst the worst thing is when there's a message sitting there that you don't want to read and no one else is topping anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like that's, that's, that's the worst that's the worst moment of all time it's true uh, i i usually what i do if that's happening to me is i'll like just pick some random topic and go on a really long tangent <laughs> yeah. and act like i'm just passionate about it yeah really, it's nothing but, it's but, just waiting for other people to type but listen <laughs> listen like doesn't it put you in an unnecessarily uncomfortable position even if it's just yeah. very minor like why even deal with it in the first place so in my mind again this is kind of stemming from this idea is getting rid of that entirely and i'm not going to say how i'm going to do it because it's fucking trademarked say yeah. baby you know what later but um i don't want to deal with it and i've realized i don't need to deal with it i don't need to go into a cookie i don't need to make my stream a cookie cutter stream of like this is a runescape stream because i read every single person's comment and i have my face cam in the top right corner and i just do have the fucking hard style play you know what i mean like i want to i want to change i want to break out of that i want to break out of it entirely and it's going to take until yeah. i move into oregon i want to like a totally fresh start and stuff but like i, I have some big plans i think and i think it's going to be refreshing so yeah i think I, I should say though the type of people we're talking about are not like these are this it's very rare like there's not that many, like I, I feel like if anybody feels targeted by that I, that's very few people like that's a rare occurrence you mm -hmm. have somebody like that like it's it's not it's not just like your everyday because like i have people who i love who come out chat who say dumb shit sometimes but like i know them like we have that relationship yeah like, and I you know both would not know. just some yeah. rando yes. just like trying yeah. to get under your skin yeah exactly. i don't know i have i have a, have a pretty good way like just a, a mantra. Like, if I interact with a comment, even if it's, like, a stupid comment, that means it didn't really bother me that much. If, if I read something that, like, really actually tilts me or gets under my skin, I completely ignore it. I will not engage with it at all. <laughs> I will pretend like I never saw it. It's just the worst. <laughs> if if I'm the, interacting with it, that means I probably don't care that much. You know? like, it's the worst when, like it's like this full-on like two question thing and it just dwells at the bottom of your chat because nobody else is typing it's like oh, fuck. God. <laughs> it's like somebody type hurry up 
<laughs> I guess, well, I guess, like, yeah. I guess, Seder, I guess you do get a lot more like questions because you're at a point yeah. in your account progression where, like, you are people respect you as one of the probably one of the best, most knowledgeable players in the game. So, I, I would, so you, you must get a lot of really, I guess, like the daytime chat, the stupid question that you just don't want to deal with or, <laughs> or the Reddit question. <laughs> yeah, like, you just I don't, don't mind if it's something brief and the person understands, like they have like social understanding. They're socially aware to be like, <laughs> okay, he's answered my question. I can just shut the fuck up now. But like, there are people that will just, it's almost like they feel like it's a one on one conversation, me and them, like ask 30 different questions about the game and it's just me and him. I'm just like, dude, like, understand that i'm trying to stream i'm not here, my, i'm not here for your every single question and then when the i don't chatter who it. tags you in every message oh my at, god it's i, I it literally ruins I the stream for me I, yeah. I, I have the i have the red turned off if you tag me it doesn't show up red <laughs> it's beautiful yeah yeah well here's the thing like i feel like I'm, maybe it's not in your personality but i make those questions content like i've had people like i've been like 18 hours or 24 hours streaming like well i actually i just hit 67 slayer and i think maybe like our current ass good to go to what do you think about skill to wizards and i'm really excited they just go into this whole tangent <laughs> and like and i just make it into a complete yeah. joke you know I, I don't know what i would say off that but i just riff off it and just basically like come on bro like you think i'm you think i'm gonna fucking answer that I, I will say, yeah. like, I, I feel like I've been really negative toward this. So if anybody is listening that's just thinking, oh, wow, like Seder fucking hates all his viewers. I swear <laughs> that's not that's not the case. But it is something that I have just sat with for years and I've never really addressed it or really even taken inventory in my mind about it. Because seriously, it drains me way more of just dealing with nonsense or dealing with people that don't understand social cues of just like, okay. You can clearly see because of my face cam, I'm done talking about this. Move on, please. Um, and, and that really ru it drains me. It makes me want to end the stream. It makes me want to just get up yeah. and walk off of the computer. And uh, I, I realize there is actually a way for me to control that. And again, it's going to gonna take a couple months. 100%. That's why I prefaced and said that it's a very like small yeah, group of people that yeah. have an issue with. Most of the time, I'm having an absolute blast streaming. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I I like answering like those basic super newbie RuneScape questions. Like that's that's fine with me. I'll answer that all day. But like when someone I comes think... into my stream and is like, he just is like makes it about himself. Yeah. Like yeah. it depends I, on how it's I, formatted, right? Like if it's a simple question, like hey, what's better, this or this? Like that's easy, right? But yeah. if they like go into this whole spill about this is my account, this is I need to do this. <laughs> This, yes, and it's like, and they're adding you in the chat. Like uh, a question like that, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, bro, I'm not reading that, dude. Like, I mean, what I tell I say, I say, go ask that to foe. That's, that's usually what I say. I say, I say go to foe stream, oh. ask him, bro. Like, I'm not reading that. The the, a, the absolute worst thing is when people come in and are just like, dude, I just tried to ask, or like, I. Uh, some streamer said this about me and like what do you think about this i'm like i don't fucking care oh my like, god i don't I, care what I the drama it. you have with some other streamer someone comes in it's like hey okay this is a perfect example speaking of foe some guy <laughs> came into my chat the other day it's and like first time chat and he was like Oh, is like a retard. And I was like, bro, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's such a stuck up prick. Like, he literally just disrespects his chat. He's so arrogant. And I, I paused my music. I full screened my cam. And I was like, hey, I'm a mod in foe's chat. Like, let's go. Let's go look at what you said and pull up your chat. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. You made a content. And, That's the oh, best. Content. I pull it up. And literally, he's got five messages. And you're like, 
fuck you, foe. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, you're literally such a fucking twerp. You're so arrogant. I hate you. I was like, dude, why do you think you got banned in foes? Dude, like, dude, yeah, man. Just chirped them for five it, messages. That, that is such a common thing, and it, it always stems from. It, it, you, it, I mean, vast majority is foe. I'm not gonna lie. I love the guy. Um, I, love I also don't too. get bothered by people's personality, especially like if I, if I'm, I don't need to go in and hate on somebody. And when you bring that hate, it's your own person, a viewer's own personal hate coming in and saying, I hate this guy. And like, oh, what yeah. do you think about it? I'm like, dude, Ruined. just, just you're banned. Yeah. Like, well, that's why I don't I care. was using, using foe as an example. Cause I've like, I've not been like active in his community chattering, but I lurk and watch his stream and mm -hmm. people, the questions that he gets. Oh my, I don't know how he does <laughs> it, bro. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. And like he'll read some of them and just be like, I like his face says, I, you know, I KMS. Like, you know, <laughs> he's just fucking sick of it. And I get it because he's an asshole about it because he's been doing it for, he's been answering those stupid ass questions for years. Yep. So obviously, yeah, if you ask a stupid question, you get a stupid response. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, I love it. You just see some fucking first time chatter and post stream. Hey, is the Bofa or the blowpipe better? <laughs> lose his mind, bro. Yeah, I get it. I, 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 yeah. I'll defend him on that for sure. Like, I understand. Um, yeah. yeah. People, I, I, that is good content, though, when someone comes in and, like, makes fun of another streamer, especially if you have mod in that stream. You're like, hey, I can see why you fucking don't like this guy. I can see why you got banned. Yeah, I had and one from... Always, uh, the chatter. Always the chatter's fault. Yeah, I had one from Zoe's stream recently, and I'm, and I'm, I'm modding there, like... He had just like spammed weed or W and weed like, for, like 30 messages in a row. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, yeah, you got banned, bro. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Just, uh, there's some there's some characters on Twitch definitely that are just need to be taken care of. Yeah. The only time that um, that happened to me that I was like, OK, that is kind of funny. Uh, someone came on my stream mid top and uh, he was like, bro, Puggin just banned me in his stream. And I was like, Puggin's nice as fuck. Like, what did you, like, how did you make Puggin ban you? And he's like, well, he was playing Hardstyle, and I asked him if this is really what he listens to when he drives to the grocery store. <laughs> I was like, no way he banned you for that, dude. And I went, I, che I checked his logs, and that's exactly what he said. <laughs> and he just got perved by Puggin. So, let, I have, I actually have a little bit of stuff to say on that. So, first off, I don't care what anybody listens to, but it is objectively true that hard style is polarizing. It's um, oh, yeah, for sure. And, and I'm just yeah. gonna be what am I supposed to do? Just like lie and be like, oh no, it's fine. You can listen to hard style. Everyone will enjoy that. It's it's not for everybody. And so I feel like that almost for anybody that does listen to hard style, I feel like it's just another sort of unless you just fully embrace it, it's kind of an insecurity that can develop of like a new viewer comes in or something and you just know that this music is not for everybody. And it's just, again, polarizing. And I feel like when you get questions like that, you're instantly like in this mindset of like, somebody's going to bring this up and you're ready to attack basically because you like it. And again, I, I know you just mentioned Puggin, but it's not just Puggin. It's uh, other streamers that listen to hard sell. If you, if I don't know, I think, do you think, I, was I think hard sell is a bad some... choice. In in my well, personal opinion, just because I, if you're it's gonna only play hard style, I think you should be prepared for that. You know, exactly. You have to you embrace guys, it. Do you think? Do you think there's something to do with because all the streamers who only play hard style are some of the best gamers? Dude, in they're the so good. It's like Zandy, so, yep, like, Pod, Huggin is insane. 
Flash. It's, like, it's, there's so many of them. It's pure energy. Like that's all hard style is. It's just energy, and so it's like. Um, you think I don't it's know. a I, rhythm thing for them, or I, I've always wondered, like, because well, it's it's like it's a very like specific portion. I've never if, like, gone into a hardstyle only stream and seen bad gameplay. <laughs> if like, I listen to really like heavy rhythmic rhythmic music, it actually makes me play worse because like RuneScape is 100 BPM. So if I'm listening to a song that's like 130 and it's blasting in my ears, like my whole in-game metronome is just off because it's taken over by the song. So I, I don't know how they do it. The, really the thing is, like, there actually is some pretty good hardstyle tracks. I hate to admit that. There are no, some, there hard there are like some hard decent style. ones, but there are some that are so fucking annoying. It's like, dude, like, this isn't even music anymore. This is just banging, banging, banging. It, that's what it said. Uh, Neil Forty yeah. said it best. It's like taking a water ball and hitting it with a stick. <laughs> some hard style songs. It, it's like, you know, okay, imagine this. You are listening with noise cancellation headphones, and you are singing along at the top of your lungs. You're having a great time. Everybody else that can't hear the music and you're just hearing you're screaming, that, that's kind of the idea of it. I go into a stream. The streamer is absolutely locked in, enjoying the hard style or whatever. And every other viewer is just like, not every other viewer, but people that don't like hard style. I'm just one of those people. I just don't enjoy hard style. Um, and the thing that sucks about it and is there are streams I would love to be in, but hard style takes me out of it. I don't want to be there anymore because of the hard style. And that's the that's how I feel and that's how I've seen a lot of people feel. Is hard style is just very polarizing. It's not for everybody and that's just I don't know. I just feel like it's not a good thing to have nonstop. If it, but if you're willing and you're just say if you're going to like fully accept it and just be like okay, like I'm not going to have every viewer in here then accept it and uh you know embrace it. But if you're I don't know, I've I feel bad for that guy. Just getting banned for talking about it because uh, I don't know. You know yeah, what you well, gotta do. do, bro. You gotta pull up a gamer stream with hard style, mute it, and then pull up like its will and just listen to him <laughs> and watch the gamer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah pull up some entertaining. Listen to that nope. and watch the. Yeah, gamer. I was gonna say uh, with hard yeah, style, I I like a couple tracks, but what I do is I call it the hard style selection of the day. I will play like I usually every stream will play probably two or three hard style songs. I just play a couple, but the only one, the ones that I think are good tracks because I agree with you. I think some of them. Sometimes at the gym, last set, burnout, hard oh, yeah. oh, style yeah. is fucking stuff. insane. It's yeah. great. It's one of the best. It's just the best. Yep. So I, I, I definitely find, but I, it's like you said, listening to it nonstop for three hours, there's no fucking or, job. Bro. Or eight hours. <laughs> yeah. In my stream, I have definitely switched music tastes. When I first started streaming, it was actually a lot of like indie alternative sort of music. And then it sort of drifted slowly into trance where it just became absolutely trance dominant. And then it started moving into a little bit of progressive. And I realized, and it was, it took me a while to realize, like I am just exploring new music, but it's not really stream music. It's just like what I kind of liked listening to. And I realized it was kind of taken away from the vibes because it wasn't really everybody's uh music choice and i feel like that might have been deterring viewers from watching it's similar to the hard style thing and so yeah. as of late especially i've been exploring new music and stuff that i really have never listened to before and i've just been absolutely just loving it and uh building like a brand new playlist and stuff and i i don't know there's something about music choice that uh can really just set the mood and set the stage for your stream and uh oh, i think i, I think there's huge just, the music yeah, is yeah, so it's, important. It's important yeah 
in RuneScape, RuneScape for like old school RuneScape streaming, like music is so important. It took me a long time to realize it. Like I, I remember starting out playing like, uh, like SoundCloud, EDM, like hype mixes, just like shit trap music. Yeah. It just, they just weren't good. And yeah, like I slowly, for a while I was like heavy dubstep. Like I played a lot of like, cause like a big theme of my stream is like super high energy, like lots mm -hmm. of talking, lots of yelling, lots of emote spam. Like, and <clears throat> I was like really into dubstep and I realized that that's pretty polarizing as well. Like hard style. Like there's not a lot of people who are into like heavy ass dubstep while you're playing RuneScape. So, and then I, then I kind of got into techno and then I started getting into house and then I found, you know, like that sub genre of tech house, which has become like my baby. And I love like, that's my, like I'm, that's like one of the most beautiful things RuneScape has like introduced me to is just like the entire like kind of tech house genre. Yeah. There's so many good jams. Like some of them are more oh, yeah. heavy, hard, deep, kind of dirty. And you have the more lighthearted kind of remix with vocals, etc. It's so, the best stream music in my opinion. By like yes, because it's run. it's easy to listen to. It's it's good on the ears. Like the viewers enjoy it, and you got a lot of variety within that subgenre itself. And it's still energy. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, like the, the songs that I listen to off stream are almost completely polar opposites to the songs that I listen to on stream. Unless I'm at the gym. Like I'll play my stream playlist at the gym, but like if I'm driving somewhere, I've got like Lana Del Rey on in the car. And like, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not listening to that on stream. I like, you just can't really do that. You yeah. Know? Yep. Yeah. I like to switch it up on stream. Like I'll play some like throwbacks here and there, some meme songs, like sometimes some rap, love suicide boys. That I definitely like people, whatever people, for whatever reason, people the old school escape station love Suicide Boys. Like, you play a Suicide Boys song, people love it. Like, people go crazy. I love Suicide Boys. They've got great music. But, um, and then of course, just the standard, like, heavy techno is good sometimes. I feel like it depends. It depends on what you're doing in the game. Like, before going into Verzik on the hard mode top, I like to throw on just like some heavy fucking techno. And then just, uh, what was it? I was trying to think of it. I, Sometimes trance, like a really good trance song that builds up, that has a really good build up. That's always good too. Mm -hmm. I love trance as well. And I'll say thank you to Seder. You and Fat Clouds definitely like. I didn't really know much about trance, but your both of your streams definitely like got me into it. And I now have some. I have a pretty, I have a pretty good trance selection. Not the best, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I've actually distanced myself from trance for the past few months actually uh it slowly drifted into more techno slash progressive like early 2000s progressive and now it's like kind of more chill wave um lo-fi i was gonna say i saw stuff. that because i remember one time you requested like this song in my stream it was like a seven minute song and it was really good but it was very like it was definitely early 2000s like what you're talking about but mm -hmm. it's really good yeah, I've kind of uh, moved on. Now I'm really looking for absolute new music, which is something completely different that I haven't explored, like truly finding just new albums from like this year and stuff, which is, it's been nice, just new sounds. And uh, I feel like for so long, for years, I was just building playlists because I've always made my own playlists and like tried to make them good. But I always feel again i'm gonna use the analogy of boxing myself into like certain sounds and certain boxes and like oh i'm gonna always have this song on it's like i gotta just break free from that and explore new stuff which is what i've been doing lately it's nice mm -hmm. okay oh, we have a... yeah no go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say um i we have not even touched the twitter topic so uh i i, I, <laughs> I, I, I was I, just gonna say yeah, the, last thing, music, the last thing on music the last thing on music not sponsored by spotify 
But always check your Discover Weekly. You'll find some bangers, some jams, mm-hmm. some real new music. Like I, every week, I'm so excited <laughs> to go through my Discover Weekly. Like I'll sit there and listen to it, just and like do like work on something. I don't know, but it's the best. So here's a topic, a uh, little bit self-indulgent, but um, it was brought up. So the Duck Chris asks, what's the game plan for getting Sater a nice woman? Sorry, Sabe. So well, oh, you're, okay. you're already taking the correct steps, bro. Like you're, you're <laughs> prioritizing your health and yourself, you know, and that's that's when the, the, the ladies start flowing in, truly. So <laughs> I, I, I've got a lot of confidence in you. I don't think you need our help. Yeah, like well, thank last you. time I went came on the podcast, I would have just told you to go outside. But now, <laughs> now you go outside. Now you've been going outside. Now I go outside yeah. too much. And but. you're going you're going to Oregon. So like honestly, oh, yeah, Oregon bro. girls are they might have a little bit of armpit hair, but they still yes. shave their pussy just and they know them, like they're yes. you know. I think armpit hair tell is them hot. tell them you hate the police. Tell them that you like to partake in psychedelics and everything. Uh yeah, it might work out. I don't maybe get okay, so do you use any dating apps? So I, I'm gonna just briefly say at the at the end of last year I had made a ramble talking about goals for 2022, and mm. keep in mind this is at my peak weight I was pushing like 185 almost and again 511 it's on the verge okay. of being overweight. That's, that's and, not that bad. Yeah. And and it was really just me just not taking care of myself at all and having lost any good habit and just building a bunch of shitty habits is and DoorDash was a huge problem for me. But I knew I knew what it was like to be fit because I have been fit before. I just kind of forgot the steps on how to get there. And so I just took small steps. And in that ramble, I said, I want to start dating. Like, I want to start exploring and just, like, meeting new people. Not even, like, seriously dating, but just, like, going out and meeting new people. Um Pretty unsuccessful, I will say, because, again, just <laughs> I, I was starting off with, like, just the peak degeneracy that I was trying to break away from. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you have like a uh, when you move to Oregon, is there any like do you have a group of friends there or anybody you can like hang out with outside of? Yeah, no, I actually do have friends in Oregon. Uh, OK, which well, would, that's that's yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, well, it's having a separate group of friends from yes. like the online yeah. stream Twitch sphere yes. is so nice. Oh, it, dude, it really is. It nice. has 100%. been it has been so difficult here because I moved here. I I know zero people. I know zero people here. I'm not going to school. I don't have a job. I mean, my job's fucking sit up, sit in my computer right next to my bed, and zero friends. And I was slowly gaining weight, just slowly gaining weight. And I'm like, okay. The only girl you're gonna be in Alabama is probably someone who's related to you. So it's probably (laughs) best to go to Oregon, man. Yeah. No, um, but I will say, I actually did have a few dating. encounters it was really just it was really just virtual um you know just talking and uh eventually trying to meet up but then i I just lack of real desire to actually meet up with the person mainly because of my own insecurities at the time this is like early on uh, just women you met on like through streaming on the internet like people in the community or well actually outside of that there actually has been a couple people i won't get into i feel like it, it would be no, you don't have to say names. I was just yeah. that. I, I feel like yeah, you'd yeah. be unwise. <laughs> you don't have to tell on anyone. Th- th- there were a couple of viewers when I first started streaming, th- two different women that had like started talking to me. And it was nice. But I again, it's just like when you are not in a place where you feel confident and you feel like you have your life together, if you don't have that, you're just not going to be able to flirt well. Because trust me, in college, I had 
I had fun Some with girls because I was actually okay. I was confident with myself and I felt like my life was going somewhere. But Real when you're a year money. into streaming, making piss fucking like no money and just bad habits, it's really tough to really engage with like a woman that's you know interested yeah. in you. So yeah, I would no, that's, that's very I true. I would say doing this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This podcast would probably help you with talking to women. As, as dumb as that might sound, but just the... Just the formalities of speaking and holding conversation, I'm sure it has helped you. I've never really had a problem talking to people. It's so internal in me. Um, Mm. It's just like an internal thing where I know I'm not where I want to be in my life. I know where I'm not where I need to be in my life. And so that is always just tearing me down, you know. And again, I talked about it on your guys' podcast. But a lot of like past trauma of just like never feeling worthy and always just being put down again it's like a lot of religion shit that that just took a massive toll on my mental health and i didn't even realize it uh just a lot of like stuff internally that always would keep me from fully opening up and being honest and like enjoying flirting and stuff uh yeah I, i feel like i haven't really got to embrace that over the past like four or five years and so Breaking free from that and moving to a different environment is going to be extremely beneficial for me. So, yeah. What do you want? And like, it's, it's, I mean, obviously you live a, a different life than most mm-hmm. people. Uh, it's speaking in society terms, uh, what like an ideal woman for you? Like, what does that look like? Um, have you thought about that? Because that is yeah. important. No, it it is important. I want somebody who's really smart. Uh, I'm just gonna say I. I <laughs> Good choice. Based well, on based on the few times I have, you know, dated again in a religious sense where you're not like actually living with each other. You're just like in a college town dating sort of. Um, I think I <laughs> kind of. What is smart to you? They're like, what is smart to you? What is- smart is somebody that is in, uh, an independent woman that does her own thing, it uh-huh. is her own self, doesn't have okay. to like attach to somebody to like morph their personality with like another guy or something. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard. Yeah. Dude, codependent. Just, yeah. No, I, yeah. Just, yeah. Does their own thing. That's really attractive to me. I love what you're saying, but I don't know what it is about our generation, but it is so hard. It's so hard to find that man. It, it really I is. Don't think it's, it's, it's hard. To, it's, it's, depends it's been hard look. for me. It's been, mm. yeah, I guess it's, it's been hard for me to, okay, I'll take that back. I'm, I'm not sliding women or nothing. I've just, and in my experience, ah, it's women, been tough. am I right? <laughs> it's been, it's ah, been, it has been tough to find that uh, the some of those values, and I think a, a lot of that is where I've obviously looked. Like it's, yeah. it's a lot and, of that's on me, but it's it's, it's tough, man. It's hard, it's hard to find. It, it's it's hard. And and the reason I had so much like, okay, so a a woman that 
I would want to spend time with and get to know, I I need to be in a place that I'm attracting them. You know what I mean? And so yeah. for the longest time, well, I always, I always knew this, but like getting into dating, there's so many things I just understood by by half the year in through like by the time I turned 27 and I was actually making some decent progress with my own personal habits and stuff, I realized, mm. oh, yeah, that was really stupid to start dating. Like, oh, clearly I'm not ready. And the person that I am looking for would not want me because like, what, what am I offering? And so, yeah, I just realized that the a, a woman that I would be interested in would uh, I need to emulate that. You know what I mean? Like I need yeah, to have definitely my life a together. woman like that because they're gonna want. I mean, they're gonna want you to you know pursue. Like, exactly, you, you're gonna, gonna have to have that thing. inner. They're gonna you're gonna have to have that inner confidence to get to get after it. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Well, yeah. What about uh, you guys? Have you guys been dating ever since starting content creation? How has that been? Um, I have like a couple casual flings. I don't know. I like when it comes to ideal. Like the ideal girl, I would say the one thing that I prioritize over everything else is, it, I guess it's like a subtype of intelligence. I really like self-awareness. Like that's yes. that's kind of what gets me when they're very aware of who they are, you know, the, themselves as a person, which I guess in a, in a way is like independence. It's pretty much, it's adjacent at the very least. Um, I did almost bring a girl to TwitchCon. But that would have been a bad decision. <laughs> that, that, would, that, would a, that would have been a bad decision. <laughs> that would have been a very expensive bad decision. That would have been a very yeah. We got to take cheaper vacations, by the way, dude. <laughs> don't worry, Tennessee will be cheap. I promise. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of I saw her for a few months. I don't know. We, we actually told the story on the, uh, the yeah. Day she turned out to be uh, a serial killer, basically. I think. Yeah. No. No. Okay. She didn't kill anyone, but. Um, <laughs> Like, okay, here's the thing. The last three girls that I have dated, like, even casually or more seriously, have been, like, a, a fucking archetype. Between the heights of 5'8 and 6 foot, Damn. tall, skinny, and, like, brunette or raven hair. And, like, two of them <clears throat> were, like, models. Like, like the skinny, like, model build exotic kind of beauty. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get away from that because none of those ended up very well. I don't know. Tasty, Tasty definitely has a uh, he has a submissive side. He, he definitely I've got does. a I've got a fifty fifty. You know, yeah. I, I, I want a dummy mommy who can you know step on me one day and then you know the other day flip the roles. It's it's not too much to ask for. Mm. No, that's fair. I think you could definitely find that. Um, I <sighs> I'm a mess, man. <laughs> I don't want to get into it, really. I just uh, honestly, my like issue, my issue, honestly, the past few years has been prioritizing myself and my job and my career and streaming over everything else. Mm-hmm. And every good woman that has came into my life that probably would have been a, probably a good match, I've just let it kind of go because I was more focused on other things. And I was pretty, I was always transparent about it, like upfront when I, I'd be like, I'm really busy, I'm always doing this, and you know, like sometimes it would like. I know I knew it would be there if I really pursued it, but I put my job and my career up in front of that, and I just kind of disregarded it. And yeah, women like that are not going to stick around; they're gonna they're gonna move on real quick. So, yeah. and but, uh, yeah, now I'm at a point though, unemployed guy. Anybody out there wants to take care of me? I'm here. <laughs> no, but <laughs> you got a good point though. Like you have to take care of yourself first, and you have to get to a spot where you 
can offer something because that's the real yeah. key to a good relationship is what are you offering them? Exactly. Not, and that's what, what I'd say. I, I would always, I would always like say like, I don't feel like I can give you what I should be. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to give you what you deserve. Yep. Like knowing that person, like knowing how like great of a person you are, all your values. I don't feel like I could fulfill those things, living the lifestyle I'm living and I'm not willing to give up this lifestyle because I love it. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the impasse I've been facing the last few years. But now that I have all this for other free time, I probably will be more open to maybe possibly getting in some type of monogamous relationship. We'll see that. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm entering the period of my life where I'd I'd like to date someone now. Yeah, bro, we're getting old, boss. We gotta <laughs> we gotta get after it. We yeah, we don't have quite the timer on like ovaries or anything, but like we still, you know, we gotta find someone, bro. We gotta find someone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited, though, because as well as just taking control of my life over this past year, and I think it's just going to continue even stronger, uh, mainly because I do have dreams and like priorities that I want to that I actually feel like I have control over, which is really nice. That is, dude, autonomy with just everything in your life is just so fucking liberating. It's unreal. It nice. And I don't and have it all the... in, under control, but I'm seeing the light where it's like, oh my God, I can actually just choose what I do with my life. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the better things about streaming is the flexibility in, in schedule. Oh, I feel like dude. that's one of the best, best parts of the job. Dude, I, I was just thinking about that. I was like, if I had a normal job, like my two, so I live with my two brothers right now. Uh, my younger brother's 21 and my older brother's uh, 29. And they both work at the same place. My younger brother goes to school, and then when he's on his off track, he'll just come and work here. Um, and, you know, they both work, like, 9 to 5. And I was like, dude, if I just had a job like that, I really don't have the freedom to just move, you know? No. But because I'm a streamer, like, I, I sometimes take it for granted. I'm like, dude, I have actually so much fucking freedom that I could be taking advantage of right now. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to be a little more grateful about that recently because it's mm -hmm. easy to forget when you get it stuck is, in the cycle of doing easy. the same thing for so long. Like it's you, you really do start to take those things for granted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. OK, let's move on to another topic. Um, oh, God, did we talk about a RuneScape topic? <laughs> Okay. I no, guess we're okay. talking about sorry, RuneScape. Hey, yeah. sorry. If, you, if you're a mainly uh, like RuneScape <laughs> digester, I'm, if you've made it this far, Hell uh, yeah. I want to apologize first off, but also, fuck you. <laughs> fuck the HLC. All right, continue. <laughs> okay, so let's cover... The, I haven't even read this yet, but it's the next one. So Nico asks, for both or either, what drop or at what point bank value-wise do you feel that you were able to start branching out into... This is just so out of the blue. Like, we're talking about... <laughs> so <realized. rude. laughs> um, It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. No, it's okay. I, uh, I, I, I joke. I, I still love RuneScape. Yeah. Run, run, I, run. I like talking about... I really do like talking about RuneScape, too. Honestly. Um, okay. Uh... I'm not really feeling this topic. I'll be completely honest, mainly because I just feel like it's so incredibly open-ended. But I'll just read it, and if you guys have any thoughts, go for it. Yeah, for both or time. either, what drop or at what point bank value-wise do you feel that you were able to start branching out into efficiently doing bosses slash raids? Did getting a certain drop make you feel like you were not stuck anymore at a certain point in the game? So I'm just going to briefly say it's not about the drop. It's about your confidence. And I think um, me myself personally getting into higher level content was me branching out and doing the inferno me doing the inferno was the best thing ever for my skill progression in this game was just 
you have to take a risk. You have to do something that's incredibly uncomfortable and you're going to fail at it a million times. It, it was never about getting gear. It was just like going and <clears throat> doing something that was hard. I actually yeah. have kind of a unique answer to that, I guess. Uh, so obviously I was working before. So most pretty much all the time I was playing RuneScape was when I was on stream. So recently, like, when I started working on like night shift, I had time to like play the game off of stream more. Mm -hmm. So my biggest progression for me was actually like playing the game off stream and like actually focusing on it, like doing a late night top, even with like tasty. And I would just ask like simple questions about like mechanics or a cold. But like, if you like, I've learned more about Tob <laughs> in three raids with a cold one than I had like over the 200 fucking KC I had done. Yeah. Like he was telling me all this really cool stuff. Like, I started trying it. I was doing it. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like, I mean, I mean, it's like you said. It's just a confidence to to do the to do exactly. the content uh, at the end of the day. Also, but, uh, yeah. Let me just add. Sorry for interrupting. Is you have to be willing to be bad at something initially. Like, don't have a fucking yeah. ego about stuff. It's really hard when you do feel confident with certain pieces of content, but you're just going to lock yourself in where you have this weird ego where you're actually not even good at other pieces of content. You just mastered like one or two things and you feel very comfortable in those and you know you're good at them, but you're not willing to branch out. You have to be able to accept failure just over and over with new content. You just have to, if if that is what, if, if that's how you want to play the game by getting good 100%. At. I literally just posted a video about this. I did every like content with a hundred mil just to be like, you know, it's gonna suck, like not having max gear, I guess. But fucking go try it. Like just go do it. You yeah. Know? Like, no, nothing. that was my that was my approach with the Inferno. Like I had no, I hadn't done, I had barely done any. When I did the Inferno, all I had really done was Vorkath and Zora. I had not done any Tob. I'd like no Tob Casey. I didn't know anything about Tob. I'd done a few cocks. I was carried. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. I wasn't properly taught. I did it on stream. Because like I said, I only played when I was on stream. So I really didn't learn anything from that. So I just raw dogged the Inferno. And yeah, like it took me a good <laughs> month and a half. But like, I sat there and yeah, I mean, I failed and failed and failed. And eventually you will succeed. You'll start to learn. And obviously there's people in the community who will come in and help you. Like shout out to like someone like Jimmy Blowpipe. Like he helped me a ton with my cape. I didn't buy the cape. Uh, but I he did he did help me a ton. <laughs> he, did, he did help me a lot as far as like he like he sat in a call with me and went through like the first fifty waves with me and like did explain like basic shit to me. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, it, it, you really just you gotta you just have to have the confidence to just send it and fail. Like I know, like coming up for me, like as far as the arc of my account goes, I want to finish hard mode top. Like that's the primary like high level content I'm focused on finishing. I just need the same kit and I'm done. Uh, and then after that, I want to I want to take on the 500 kit. I've done the 425, but I want to I mean I want to solo the 500 kit on stream. Now, I like I know like that scares me. Mm -hmm. I know I'm gonna fail a ton, but I know eventually I'll do it because I'll continue to try and try yep. and try and try yeah. until I get it. Just like and then after that, I'd like to do the CAs, and I would like to eventually attempt to go for the the Zuck count. And I know that that's going to be absolute pain and misery. And I'm gonna fail and I'm gonna fail, but eventually, I keep trying. I will succeed. So a great I mindset. Mean, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. learning shit on stream is fucking. It's so it's much harder. Horrible. Yeah. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. I like 100%. people don't realize how difficult it is to like actually stream it's, difficult yeah. content. Yeah. It's not even 100%. just streaming the difficult content. It's you trying to entertain as well as learn. Yes. That's yeah. just impossible. Exactly. It's just so fucking hard. 
I don't enjoy streaming super high level content because of that. Mm-hmm. Like every time I get a dog task, I'll like load up with like chins and like do a speed run and I'll get like a little bit in. I'll be like, I'm not having any fun. Like I'm not talking to anyone. Like this yeah. is, I feel like I'm just playing the game by myself alone. Yeah. Like why exactly. am I even live right now? Yeah. That's why, that's why I've always been stuck in that parallel and I've just kind of found the, that, that's why I like doing like we do just the 300 TOA, like anybody can come. It's just fun. It's lags. I don't have to pay. I mean, I have to pay a little bit of attention, but I don't have to be like zoned in gaming my ass off. Like I can fuck around. I can die a couple of times. It's not a big deal, yep. but it's a good time. And like, I can still interact with the chat, play music, whatever. It's just a good time and it involves other people. So I've been enjoying that. Yeah. So, but. Yeah. yeah, have confidence. Yeah. That's really what it comes down. To. Just do it. You know, fail and fail until you get it right. If you need money, go kill four calf. <laughs> go kill four calf. So I we already covered this, but I I do need to give a shout out to Neil Forty. He he did ask about quitting your career, which we already kind of covered and becoming a full time. Big streamer. shout out to Neil, man. Shout out Neil. Uh, and then we see your tweet, Prison Joe. My honest reaction: You and Crylax <laughs> fucking drink, drinking some. What is that? Bush light or what is that? That is a Miller light. That better be Miller, light, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a beer drinker. I'm just trying to fucking guess. It just says the TE <laughs> at the end. Just guessing. <laughs> um, uh, actually, you know, speaking of that, where the hell is Hugh Jass's question? I do remember that. Didn't he ask something here? Yeah, did he delete about it? Miller light, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he? Wait, did he delete it? I don't see it anymore. Oh, here it is. What's Miller light? It's the one I fucking love. The only comment I actually loved. What, what's Miller light to you? Uh, can I? Can we hold that question? Do another topic <laughs> sure. before you answer that. I had, I wrote out I wrote out something for this. Do so. you want me to hold it until like later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me cool. let me find what I wrote cool, out cool. for that. Yeah. Okay, let's that. let's move on to doll blushes. For Prison Joe, how's being a full time streamer been so far? For Tasty, are you still an avid milk drinker, or have you become a prestigious and elite oat milk oat milk drinker? I I let me just say real quick. Um, I think I'm partially lactose intolerant. I think I've always known that, but I've just like try to be in denial about it, like purposefully. Because oh just, yeah, dairy like, doesn't yeah. agree with me either, but I still drink and eat it because I don't give a shit. Yeah, um, I, I do give a shit now because my stomach actually hurts afterward, and it's led me down like I already have IBS, and it just makes it fucking way worse. But oat well, milk, here, I have been drinking oat milk for the past two months. Oh my god, I, I, I will say number one, oat milk is good. But doll blush, I'm addressing you specifically. You are <laughs> you, you are four foot nothing, and your bones have the tensile strength of peanut brittle. If you drank <laughs> real milk, if you just drank real milk, you would be six feet tall and 180 pounds, five percent body fat. That's all I'm saying. But oat milk is good. Five <laughs> percent, fucking dangerous, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, I mean, uh, obviously there's way less protein in oat milk, but um, those shakes. So I listen, dude. I, I gotta say, we we got a we got a like a Sprouts Farmers Market thing over here. I love it's Sprouts like, actually. I, I Big love, guy. love it, and I have it. I have it on Instacart. Um. And I get these big vegan protein things with a 10 mushroom blend. And I don't, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. That but sounds terrible. I'm not going to lie. No, no, no. It is absolutely the, – the flavor is impeccable. It's amazing. It just Wait, tastes – Wait, what? Is it a shake? What is it's, it? It's a protein powder. Um, it's a vegan mushroom protein powder. Vegan – okay, so it's vegan. So it's got like the pea and nut. Peace or, protein, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, protein but then it's also got 10 different mushrooms blended like a super superfood thing yeah it really is but it the taste just tastes like a fucking vanilla snack pack 
You know what I mean? Like those pudding things. It tastes <laughs> like that. And you, so you put it in your oat milk. And I also have this little uh, green blend thing. It's, it's kind of like athletic greens, except it's better, in my opinion. Uh, it, it's green powder, you, mi- yeah. you mix all that. And then I just dump a bunch of chia seeds in this shit. Okay. And I just shake it up. And it's just like just this That sounds healthy. Fro- yeah. Dude, I drink it every morning. I've been doing it for like a month. And it is literally has made me so reg- – I, I suffer with – I've been suffering for IBS for like over a decade. And this has completely regulated me. Absolutely insane. I love it. You actually have IBS. You have the hot girl IBS. You have hot girl IBS. That's I have cool. – yeah, I have goth girl IBS. Now, um, I have uh, IBS, but it's like the <laughs> – nobody asked about this, but – you know what? I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not going to talk. We're asking. We're asking. Okay. We answered the risk game. We answered the risk game question. You can go ahead. Tell us about your IBS. So it's not the IBS, which I feel like most people have, which is like runny. Mine's the hard. Anyway, that's enough about that. You don't know what runny and hard means? Okay. Well, yeah, hard. He takes. He's giving us his stool hard. Okay. Okay. I'm like the one that's just clogged up. I'm not the one that's just always needing to run to the bathroom. I'm the one that's clogged up. Probably the better. It is the better one. Okay, let me also let me just address this <laughs> because you guys already know. So, I grew up Mormon and I went on a uh, uh, a mission for two years. And during that, you're out all day on a bike, and you really don't have many places to just stop and take a shit. <laughs> and I think that's, <laughs> I think that really exacerbated my symptoms of IBS because I would literally hold hold everything in me for the entire day when i'm, I'm really not gonna lie to go. i just wore a wore a diaper at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but uh, i know like nobody really asked but truly for two years doing that just holding everything until the very end of the night when you come home at like 9 p.m uh, you're out all day and uh, that cannot be good for it, you. it was horrible for me and i knew it was <laughs> but i wasn't willing to just stop off at like some random person's home or like some random like ghetto gas station and like take a poop you know yeah, so I would just hold it, and that really wanted, made things a lot worse. I wanted to riff off that just with a, a story. So my older brother, he has IBS, and mm-hmm. you know my dad, he's more of a, I guess you could say, traditional guy, and like he didn't believe it was basically real, I guess. But like we'd go, you know, we go on the standard, you know, family vacation. We're going to the beach, which I like. I hate the beach because I'm just I, it doesn't do much for me really. I like to de- I, the only reason I like going to the beach is because every now and then I could like I'd go out on the, like the piers and like fish and stuff because I love fishing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry. We would be in the car, and my brother would have to shit. Like, you know, he's got, he has IBS. And my, my dad <laughs> I love that we're not, talking about my, this right now. My dad would not stop the car. <laughs> he refused to stop mm-hmm. the car, man. Mm-hmm. And then he would make fun of my brother, and he'd be like, eh, I got a shit. I got a shit. He'd just be fucking Jesus mocking him. He would just be mocking him. And he just would continue to drive. And then one time, yes, my, my brother actually pulled out a plastic bag in the back of the car and shit in it. Dear God, that is Gosh, so gross. Fucking God, dude. <laughs> he shit That's in the bag. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was not a good experience. My dad was upset, but it was safe to say after that that he, uh, he would uh, stop. His for fault, my, yeah. Yeah, he would stop for my brother. Learning lesson for your dad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you talking about the bike ride just reminded me dude, of that. It was it's, every it's, single day. I just, yeah. But I. I'll get away from that. Back to the milk. I have a question for you guys. What, mm-hmm. what milk do you go with? What percentage? What's your percentage of milk? Um, when I used to drink normal milk, uh, I used to drink 1% growing up. And then we all of a sudden switched to 2%. And then for like college, I always drank whole milk. And now, Ooh. and then I went back down to 2%. And now I just drink oat milk. Okay. I, buy, I buy whole milk usually. I'm a 2% guy. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's all the honestly, people get really up in arms about it. I if you serve me skim milk, I don't give a fuck. Like I it's fine. It's still milk. It's by just the way, meat, I can answer yeah. uh, Hugh's question whenever you're ready. Okay. Well, I wrote this thought, out. Well you can say the question again. Yeah, let me let me do that. What's Miller Lite to you? I will never quit drinking Miller Lite. I always make sure I keep my body healthy enough so I can always drink Miller Lite. <laughs> I love seeing the sunrise with a cocktail. Seeing the sunset with a cocktail of Miller Lite. I love the moment someone says we should drink a Miller Lite when you're not supposed to, because that feeling is like a first kiss. <laughs> How much did you get paid for that right there? <laughs> <laughs> he got paid in Miller Lite, brother. Well, we already know Tasty Life's uh, response. That's he my he says every. He that's says actually everything. that's actually a quote from a comedian I just ripped for myself, but it's pretty good. That's, that's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> So I know, uh, Seth, you're a big beer drinker, right? I mean, here's the thing. I used to be a big beer drinker. Like in college, yeah, I was in college. I was a standard, you know, I was, I was a collegiate athlete, football player. Like we were getting like, we, you know, we're fucking training, working out all week. And then the weekend comes, especially if we win the game, then we just binge the whole weekend and we do it again. Like that's pretty Mm -hmm. standard, especially for like, if you know anything about like American football coach, like offensive linemen are like. So they're like, you know, there's a tanks. Like we're drinking tons of beer, eating tons of food. Like that's just a standard kind of uh, the culture that surrounds that. So, yeah, but no, I still, I, I enjoy, I enjoy drinking. But here's the thing, like re- in recent like year, I guess you could say, the main times I've been drinking is with when I go to these meetups, these fucks. Like when I go out with <laughs> friends to drink, when I go out with some friends to drink, I'll have like, yeah, I'll have a Miller Lite. I have one, two at most and if i have two or three i've, I've ubered like if i'm gonna have if i know i'm gonna have two or three or four and get a buzz like i'm just gonna uber like i'm not i'm not risking mm-hmm. getting a fucking dui i know how expensive it is because i've given them two people so um but yeah I, i've uh I, I mean i love i love beer i like i just like they like it's easy to drink like some people hate light beer they say it, they taste like piss it tastes like water. well yeah that's it's supposed to be easy to drink it's just nice it's definitely an acquired taste and the difference between other light beers, it's very, it's very small, minute. It's not much of a difference. It's not like craft beers where there's like a distinct, like flavor difference. But I like craft beer too. I'm not mad at it. But if I can just, if I'm just gonna have a beer, it's just, a, it's just. I, I think it's really, it's a southern thing too. It's just the light beer. It's just, it's just part of the culture. It's just, it, it pairs well with like you know fried food mm-hmm. and other like southern tradition type meals, uh, comfort food, if you will. So that's just where that comes from. Like it's just something. It's just something I've. It's been instilled in me through my life, like growing up. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I do. I do love Miller Lite. I do love. I do love drinking a nice, a nice cold beer, especially like if you have ever worked in manual labor in your life. Like yes. when you work a full day and you come home and you pop the the ice cold like cold beer, it is it is very redeeming. That's the best beer. That's honestly the that bullshit quote I read is false. The real like that. If you really want to enjoy a shitty light beer. Work like ten hours first, and then drink it. It's very nice. I <laughs> uh, see. I used anyway. to do manual labor, but I never would come home and drink a beer. So maybe I was. You should have tried it. You should try yeah, it. I'll stop ranting though. Sorry, child, Miller Lite. So what about you, Max? Do you, are you a uh, what? Do you drink alcohol uh, often? Very rarely. Um, like when we, I don't even drink that much when we have our meetups. Like I, you know, my vices are other things. But in in like casual day to day life, mm-hmm. um, I drink like once every few months maybe i just i don't like the taste that much if i do drink casually it's not going to be like a beer on the couch it'll be like a cocktail or a glass of wine if i'm getting dinner with like friends or something 
a glass of fine Pinot Noir. <laughs> nah, See, I would I'm say the this. opposite of Prison Jack. Tasty, <laughs> tasty and teapot have got me back on the wine train because I had an, I had a little wine phase like a few years ago, and they've definitely re, they've got they got me back on the wine. So now yeah. I'm like swirling it in the glass and smelling it like a fucking douchebag. Yeah, but me and it's uh, are bad it's pretty douchey. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's douchey, but it's there is a beauty to it, dude. I no, I no, love there is, there is. I love like not even it doesn't have to be fine dining or like drinking nice wines. Just the act of doing it with your friends. Like that's why I love planning all those dinners and stuff when we go out because I don't yeah. know. There's just there's something like so basically human. It's it's like it's a, I'm not even religious, but it's like biblical, like breaking bread with your fellow man. I feel like it's just inherently no. like it builds trust like it's it's just a beautiful experience mm -hmm. and i enjoy why, it so if you know i'll drink some nice wine when i'm doing it you know here's why i'm so in on that though is because i've been essentially doing that my whole life just not in the like the bougie sense like i've like the cookouts like i've been going to cookouts my whole it's, life like it's exactly. very big in the Same south thing. it's a big thing like everybody's gathered around this person brings their best dish this person brings their best best dish you have the Miller Lite, you know, some people are drinking some cocktails. <laughs> oh, it always comes out of Like we have, we have the light beer, like everything's there. Everybody's there. Everybody's having a good time. It's typically outside, you know, like you hear the nature, you, I mean, the wind's blowing. It's just God smell damn. the food. You hear that going to the deep fry. It's just everything. It's, it's beautiful. And yeah. honestly, what Max, there's, there's something very special about that. That's why when we go to these fancy dinners. It's just a different form of that. And I like, I'm fully down. Like if this motherfucker calls me, and it's like, we're going to fucking Thailand for this restaurant. I'd be like, all right, when we leave it. <laughs> so, uh, he's yeah. not wrong. No, I gotta it's, say, it is fun. Wine is Okay, so I've only drinking wine once, and it was uh, rose. And that, rose. that was the grossest thing. It was like, smelled, tough smelled like poison, dude. And it Bad wine like worse is some of the worst shit you can drink. Bad wine, like terrible wine is just, it's awful. You have to already like yeah. and appreciate wine to successfully mm -hmm. drink bad wine, which yeah. I, I, will, I, don't, I don't like. I also say, though, it's kind of an acquired taste. It's, I mean, I feel like all, all forms Every, of it has alcoholic to, yeah. beverage, yeah. it's no, you're right, you're right. taste for it to some extent. <laughs> but you got to start with the, you got to have, you have to have the right introduction because that's like a terrible introductory. Like, oh, my, my, yeah. my, my, intro, my introduction was uh, Jim Beam bourbon where I just threw <laughs> oh, it up no. and I remember just the oh, next, yeah. the that's, next, that's the, pretty rough. the next morning looking at the bottle and actually getting like nauseous just looking at the bottle yeah like, that's also a terrible one to start on but like i i like nice alcohols you like i enjoy them a little bit not because they're pleasant and easy to drink but because they're complex and you can you can just enjoy the minutia you know what i mean like it's it's different than just chugging it like it's not yeah, chocolate that, milk that's true you can appreciate it yeah um was there another question for me on that or no What's Miller Lite to you? No, again, yeah, let's just cover that. No, um, oh, the doll blush question. Oh, yeah, there was one. There, no, there was one. How, <laughs> we were just dwelling on that oat milk for a while. I'm sorry. Right. I, have to, I have to answer my question. No, you're, you're totally mod. right. I'm on the, mod, I'm I'm on the, mod the moderator team. Shirt's coming soon. By the way, I got to say, the doll blush cast, uh, Base After Dark, was great. It was nice. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that, that was one. a good one. That was just really good. <laughs> I'm glad we got her on too. I thought she was gonna say no. <laughs> she was. Uh, she was. It was very similar to like we were talking about earlier. She was kind of showed up at first, but like we mm -hmm. got her to kind of demon time a little bit. We could, we broke her out of the show. Yeah. A bit. yeah. Also, when you, when you when you get to know the real doll blush, she she's extremely fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when she, she opens up, she's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've I've so I don't really know doll blush all that well, nor have I really um you know 
taken much interest in her streams unfortunately and that's just my own selfish nature of just like popping in the streams just for like five i'll minutes, defend you, you know? i'll defend you so to be fair she does stream at like five in the morning like randomly <laughs> yeah. very like random <laughs> yeah. like I, if i catch her it's a blessing for me mm -hmm. honestly it's tough to like it's tough to see her stream so like i, I don't feel bad i do want to give her a shout out though because like a year ago she randomly hosted me um and her and her viewers just came in and were like the most pleasant I have ever like seen any raid. Like oh, one yeah. of her viewers just donated like 20 bucks. Dollblush herself donated some money. And like they just came in. It was like the most pleasant experience ever. And I feel like I never really like still to this day have not really ever shown any gratitude toward it. Obviously, I did in the moment, but like I never like really reciprocated anything and i really just feel bad about that at this point because well uh, dude when when we're talking about like community driven streamers like i i don't think mm -hmm. i've ever seen a tighter knit community That's than crazy, than like let me dude to paint a picture she streamed raid shadow legends for, as a sponsor and her viewers went up like, <laughs> that has never happened to anybody mine dropped 75 percent. Uh, yeah <laughs> like you normally lose i can put it in perspective too if you just go if you're like if you're in her discord if you look at her general chat in there it constantly it never stops moving it's it's Constantly. a it's a 24 ever it's a 24 7 like general discord chat where people are just talking that's cool about all kinds of stuff it's yeah she has a very strong community yeah i followed her very early on when she first started streaming and i just like i don't know just yeah. so many streamers i follow i just never end up like really connecting with and it's just lack of time lack of just other people i want to watch and I, I uh i would like to take more interest in uh doll blush's content She's great. It's like Max said, she's really fun. She's just really shy and shelled up because I mean, yeah, she's like what, four foot nothing and like she's like I mean, I would be I would be scared going down the world as her. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable. I'd be very shelled up. So I mean it, it makes sense. But like what like Max said, once she gets out of the shell and she feels comfortable with you. She's awesome to talk to. She's great. So let's cover her first topic, which was for Prison Joe, how's being a full time streamer how's being a full time streamer been so far? I'm still taking it in, to be honest. Uh, I had my first like full week of streaming. The streams have been great. Everybody's had positive feedback. I've uh, implemented a few different things, taken things more serious, like laid out a whole schedule. I have a whole schedule of videos I'm going to film for my upcoming upcoming YouTube channel that I'm going to start like I'll start like actually advertising and plugging it or whatever once I actually have some videos up. But uh, it's been great. It's been a big difference. I mean, like I've I've done a full 360 lifestyle change. Uh, not having the job. So I'm just trying to be more healthy. Like I said, like we talked about earlier with the fitness, go to the gym more, uh, be more health centric. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just I have a lot of content planned and I'm excited to see uh, where we can take the prison. So we shall see. Hell yeah. Okay. Zoe Pancakes asks, in what ways <laughs> specifically will you dominate in the coming days? I definitely didn't ask her to... Let me bring up the battle royale, which is taking place next week for oh, me and Zoe. Shit. Please, Rudison. Thank you. Yeah, we're gonna dominate that. That's gonna be sick. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's, so it's excited. I love those big community organized, like everything EVScape does, like those kind of events. He's great. Um, He's so good. With yeah, that. And, and he doesn't he doesn't even take himself seriously. You could imagine somebody else taking that role and being like, "Oh, this is all about me." It's like EVScape just yeah. fucking loves doing it, and he's such a, like good a royal. Dude. Yeah. Talk. I do love Eviscape, but that that shit is just fun. Like me and Zoe were in Discord for a couple hours, like routing and planning stuff, and just like thinking of strategies. I don't know. It's it's just really exciting. So, 
<clears throat> tune into that. All right. I mean, as you should, you could win thousands of dollars, so you should take it serious. It's true. Yeah. No, the prize pool is $15,000, sponsored by Jagex as well. Finally. Which is insane. He finally finally received the retweet. The retweet, baby. The retweet. Just like, uh, yeah, Uh, it's a good thing. That makes me optimistic for Jagex as a company in the future and like old school, them actually really taking the community more seriously. Um, taking yeah. projects from the community more seriously. Do you remember? Everyone remembers this. I don't even want to know why I'm asking. Do you remember? But the one one seven scape thing where they just try to like cancel like that was the weird. HD. It's just like, dude, like this is. I understand you might in yeah. your head think this could cause some downside in the company of just ruining the aesthetics of a game or whatever you think the game should look like. But like this is like yeah. everybody <laughs> wants it. Like, fast forward like a year and a half no one uses it anyway but it was like you know <laughs> yeah. it was well, it was more about the principle yeah not, none of the well the, i would say about like 30 percent of streamers use it uh, at least the ones i follow yeah. but i feel like yeah, a lot yeah, more casual true. gamers actually have that on 24 7 so yeah yeah no, I, you're, probably right, you're probably right i stopped using it i used Me it too. for a while and then eventually i it, uh, the only I reason i stopped it, using it is well first of all some of the colors were just way too saturated in some areas, which just looked a little funky. But the biggest problem was just the FPS changes from going to yes. Prif to my POH to Fossil Island. It was just slight okay. FPS loss. And I'm like, nah, I can't do it. Even if you lose a couple, it's just infuriating. And yep. that's that's what led me to do it. And also, if you use a GPU plugin and have all the shit on, like it's it's it not that nice. different. Yeah. And it's it, just well, and you don't lose any frames. <laughs> people ask me all the time for my one one seven settings on stream, and I don't use. I use low detail mode. I don't use one one seven. I use the opposite. And people always <laughs> ask me like what my one one seven settings are. I think we I should... alludes to what Sater was saying is like a lot of the casual players are using it, so they just expect that exactly. you're using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, every, I mean, if you just go on to Reddit and look at anybody's screenshot, like I feel like seventy percent of them are using HD. Yeah, at least that's what I've noticed recently. Who knows? Yeah, but uh, back on like the Jagex interacting with the community a little more. We were talking about this the other day. I must, maybe it was on the base after Darkcast. Um, but yeah, just like big shout out to Mod Goblin. I feel like Mod Goblin has really kind of stepped it up in yeah. terms of interaction with the community. Oh yeah, like actually you know, taking it seriously. So shout out him. I was gonna touch on it too. I was gonna say that. Obviously, we know Jagex has had some bad takes and made some bad, <laughs> bad decisions over the last couple of years. Yeah. But I think it is headed in a good direction. That's, that. that's uh, maybe that's cute. a little optimistic, but I mean, I think... I, I am optimistic as well, though. I am. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, something in their just marketing and their behavior has kind of made me believe that there's going to be a bit of a paradigm shift when it comes to design philosophy for the coming year, but... We could be entirely wrong. It could be more of the same. <laughs> like so, I'm, I'm very prepared for that possibility. Guardians of the Rift too. <laughs> let yeah. me let me just ask yeah. you in a very just down to earth way. Like, what would you really want to see from the game? Like, what what do you personally, selfishly, what want to see from this game in the next year? I think selfishly, we would both have the same oh, answer. What is it? Selfishly, think, we need more better high-end PVM content. We need ex- something explain, to engage. Like, explain a little bit more. Are, oh, wait, you, are say, you leaning toward a raid or like Inferno? Well, like yes, a, a wave-based me, challenge? For me, there'd be two things. A new wave-based challenge for Blue a Inferno, best in baby. slot. Yeah, Blue, Blue Inferno, Inferno for a best, for best in slot Magic Cape. And then okay. 
a new raid that is more punishing and brutal mechanics similar to like Tob for to satiate all the uh, sweats out there in the world and us because I like it too. I wouldn't consider myself some elite efficient player, but mm -hmm. like I just want it. It's just something I want because I feel like TOA is great. I think TOA is a good update. It is definitely it brings everybody in. You know, it's it has that playability where everybody can pull up to the raid with their fire cape and their hosta and go in there and have a chance of getting the big staff right. I get yeah. it. It's like I'm, I don't hate it. I don't think it's bad. Uh, I know that you know. Obviously, it's been criticized by a lot of the higher level players, which I get it. You know, they're not they're not satiated fully with it. It's not like it was not like tall boys for them. I get mm -hmm. it. So that's it, selfishly, those are two things I would point. You, did you did you either of you guys watch the uh, the Gherkin video that he posted? The, uh, the some guy from Oblivion, I think. I only watched the first two minutes of it, and. I was a little busy uh, tripping now, but uh, no, but like I was watching it and I was like, I just feel like this is like a lot of complaining. I didn't really go much more into it. And and so like, okay. just, like the first part of it, it just kind of turned me off of listening to the video because it was just like it was absolutely complaining. And I think it was like pretty negative in general. Yeah, but he, like he made some he made some very valid points that I that I definitely let me hear it from you because then, then I'll actually maybe be interested in listening to the rest of it. I just felt like the first part was dragging on way too long about like random inconveniences in TOA. It was just like boring. Yeah, so I I don't know. The the in, there are definitely individual complaints you can have about TOA. I think there are things that you can definitely criticize, but mm -hmm. the overarching oh. theme that I actually agreed with from, from him was that um like regardless of what content it was, it seems that every major release has just had a massive lack. Every major release for like the past, I don't know, year or two has had a real lack of QA analysis and just fundamental gridlocks and design philosophy from, you know, what they were saying earlier to what they're saying now. Like a good example is um, the Fang at TOA. Like they acknowledge that it's a little bit too powerful and it's too easy to get, but they have no plans on changing it because it's already in the game. Like the floodgate has been opened. And, you know, that's, that's one stance to take. I'm not going to criticize the stance, but at the same time, they nerfed the blowpipe like six years after it completely broke the game. They're mm -hmm. saying, ne you know, it's never too late to, you know, write a mistake or mm -hmm. fix something sure. that is very clearly broken. And those two things, they, they can't really coexist. And, you know, I definitely agree with that. And then also, like, you know, the combat achievements being completely broken on release. Like, if one person tested the TOA combat achievements at all, even once in-game... They would see that like half of them don't work. Half of them are like coded incorrectly. Like yeah. they don't activate. They don't. They, it's just a, a massive lack of QA assurance, mm -hmm. um, which I think is That's definitely it's, it's a really valid complaint. That's very fair. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. In in general, like it was, you know, it's definitely like a, a hit piece on Jagex. And I don't. I'm not really i don't have a lot of negative feelings to to jagex i feel like they really do care about the game you know mm -hmm. they really are trying mm -hmm. i just think what what it feels like to me is there are too many voices in jagex that are going for too many different things and instead of combining for one unified philosophy like oh toa should be great for mid-game players it should be like an, an early intro raid get you into pvm um, or like, you know, TOA should be Inferno, it should be like top level, it should have really high. They tried to do both, and then it yeah, didn't yeah. really work out for either of them, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, well, that, 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. A, I was going to say, I think that's a really good point because at the end of the day, they could have separated those two thoughts and made two separate raids, right? They could, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I mean, like they could have, certainly, yeah. You know, yeah, like, it's, instead of trying to put, pack it all into just TOA. Yeah, and TOA but, is fantastic, like mid-game content, intro yeah. raid type stuff. I think it's great. It's really fun to do with your friends. Um, but then, they, you know, they just gave it like giga top rewards that are yeah. way too attainable. Yeah. And it's just too, you can't really fix that. There's no way to, because it's just two fundamentally different ways of approaching the game and now they're just tied together forever yeah yeah i will say uh oh no go for it you didn't even say your piece yet go oh i was just gonna say that when it when it comes to like uh i guess that video and the the complaining i think there is a very outspoken uh minority in the community and i feel I, i feel like at the end of the day jagex is running a business right and i feel like some of the people who are more and heavily invested in the game kind of like they kind of look past that or they don't understand that aspect as much yeah, that's, that's and, very true. uh i just i just wanted to say that I, I feel like it's definitely overlooked a lot that they're they're trying to run a business so whatever you can tell like if you look at all the updates they've been implementing it makes like they're try, they're clearly trying to bring people to the game right they're mm-hmm. trying to make yeah. the game more accessible oh, yeah. which makes sense for their business model because they want more people paying for membership yeah so and i just sure. i feel like it gets overlooked a lot they're doing it like a decent job at it, but uh, like I just think they have to be careful not to prioritize short-term player peaks over long-term player health. Yes, 100%. which which feels like that's what they're kind of doing. Hundred percent. Yeah, I. It's tough, and I'm obviously I don't know all the analytics with like how the game's growing because of TOA. Uh, I will say I think a big part of my dissatisfaction with TOA was so much more than the content itself. I was going through my own fucking mental health crisis, basically, like during all of that. Because it was, <laughs> TOA doesn't early. help, I promise. <laughs> mine, yeah. is just, mine is just mine is so, solely just the room before Baba. That's it. <laughs> the monkey room before yeah, Baba. It's, that's it's, that's, uh, that's all I that's all. Get it out. That's you know what's I, interesting is I also made myself hate <laughs> TOA more than I needed to because I would – I again boxed myself into solos and I realized like that monkey room before Baba is really not the worst thing in the world when you have another player in there with you like it's it it kind of flies by when you're doing it all solo it's like this is fucking stupid it only takes like two three minutes right but I I don't know I I think there are some design flaws with the room I feel like the the world stops when I go in there the chat stops everything stops dude yeah everybody shuts up when you're in the monkey room you drop 50 viewers let us know when you're at Kefri we'll come back part of the reason that room sucks is because it just feels like a chore you're not yes, gonna die. Really. You're not gonna. Wow. So annoying. It's just you're just spamming stuff for no fucking reason. Just like okay, kill this monkey, kill this monkey, kill this monkey. It's like when is and this gonna have to end? Type, if you're in a team, you have to type a V, a P, or a DD. It's just it's so much to ask, really. <laughs> like I honestly think what would make that room way more enjoyable. Uh, maybe this is again coming from my head, like the last five seconds. But imagine just. It was a one-minute room that has the exact same amount of monkeys that all just spawn really quickly. Just it's just fucking flooding. Like the whole room is flooding with stuff, and it only lasts about a minute. But you can just start attacking everything, and yeah. that would make I the was... room in, extremely intense. But also just like okay, like let's freeze some shit together. We can you know calculate a little bit more. But dude, like the first minute of that room is you kill two monkeys. 
wait 15 seconds till the next two monkeys spawn, wait 15 seconds till the next two monkeys spawn. Like, dude, like, move on no, with it's, it. It's annoying. Here, yeah. Here, I agree with you. Like, I think a easy fix. It's not going to fix everything, make it a great room, but it'll make it way more tolerable. First of all, make the room fucking smaller so you don't have to run everywhere. Remove that stupid pillar in the <laughs> middle. Know. That serves no purpose. And then, like, make the spawns, like, you can make them static. Like, yeah. make them spawn in the same place so you, like, you can, like, min-max your movement and, like, set up, you know, if you want to, like, chin something specific yeah. or my, uh, maybe increase the room cap. So my thought was is, yeah, get rid of that thing in the middle. Maybe, I'm not sure where you would do with the spawns in there, but make it similar to now to where you have to protect those pillars. But you, that you can't let the monkeys kill the pillars. And then, you like Sabe said, <laughs> exactly. I just want to just, just make Nilo. it, make it more like Nilo, and just yeah. like so we could have. But here's the thing: you could add cool invocation to that, to yeah. where like Sater said, you have like an insane amount of monkeys just fucking flying out of. I don't yeah, know. Well, that's not even a bad idea because all that room is now is just Nilos, except bad in every. Exactly. Way. So just make it Nilo. <laughs> it's lying about being Nilo. So we just take the mask off and like, hey, make it Nilo. Like that's a cool room, you know. We could do and, that. And also, like the room itself just looks so depressing yeah it's completely flat nothing's <laughs> it's just a square it's like okay go in here a few monkeys uh, spawn and there's some stupid fucking painters that walk around that stupid middle pillar and you get dragged into their fucking acid for no reason it is a weird like concept I, that if you look at all yeah. the puzzle rooms that they like that like if you look at all the other three puzzle rooms like how that became the fourth puzzle room. It just doesn't make much sense. Like it's just, it's so different. It's just mm -hmm. not on brand with everything else. It's just kind of an outlier. Yeah, so I, don't I don't really know. like the puzzles in general. I'm not Dude, gonna lie. They, I feel like they kind of break up the flow. I I really think the puzzles could have been an invocation of itself. Like, would you like to turn on puzzles? Hundred invocation points. Do you want it off? All right, you're just gonna Ooh. lose the hundred invocation. So it's like that's true. You literally just yeah. get to do the bosses, but you'd have to pump up the stats in order to get the same. Uh, Dude, you know, damage. If, if we could just go in yeah. there, just raw dog each boss, like fucking. Oh. Conceptually, that'd be cool too. Like invocations, not just adding mechanics to existing things, but adding completely new things. Like yeah. that's actually just, a really good idea for invocations. Like, so would you? Agenda? Like, would you want to do the four puzzle rooms? Each one of them would be like twenty. Well, the fucking monkey room should be like seven hundred invocations because nobody's gonna turn <laughs> yeah. that shit on. But if, if they were to just drop that monkey room down to one minute average like every other puzzle room that like literally just solve it just shove all the monkeys in initially just go just start barraging shit throw chins every and stuff pile like, of the monkey Good that, luck. that would be <laughs> that would be so much more fun so much more fun to just have a bunch of monkeys running at you and attacking you just having to blood barrage everything that would just be fun and then you just move on go to hurry up and go to baba already 100%. Um, the the time it takes there, the lack of op, the the fact that you're just forced to do all those puzzles, it would be cool to just have a 25 invocation thing to just turn on individual puzzles. Um, everyone would keep them off. Obviously, they'd have to balance it some way. But, <laughs> but like noobs, you know, noobs and stuff would actually probably enjoy the puzzles, free invocation without actually yeah, buffing know, the raid. You know, yeah, that's a good point though. Like if if players had the option to turn off a piece of content and everybody turned it off, like that, you know, that should say something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Greg asks for Tasty from YouTube. How do you keep <laughs> motivated and driven with content on the same maxed account? A lot of people flip to some form of Iron Man. 
For Prison Joe from Twitch, now that you're a full-time creator, what are some goals you want to meet by the end of 2023? Oh, by the way, Tacey, didn't you start an Iron Man? You just fucking hated that stuff? Uh, I've had several uh, Iron Men. I have a hardcore. <laughs> it's got two Tob Casey. And, um, but okay, I, I'm actually very glad, number one, that Greg asked this, and number two, that I made that hardcore. Um, for me, RuneScape streaming is glorified just chatting. It's much less about what I'm doing in the game. Like, I'm here to, to entertain. The RuneScape is just like the lens that I that I do it through. Like I enjoy streaming just from a pure energy. Like I can do anything. If I'm having fun, if the chat is having fun, it doesn't matter what I'm doing in game. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've never really felt burnt out because I'm not playing RuneScape to play RuneScape. Like I'm playing RuneScape so I can stream for people, more or less. And uh, starting that Iron Man really helped me understand that. Like, I started making YouTube videos about it, like, trying all the hardcore, and I was like, I'm just not having fun, because I don't, like, this is not why I'm doing content creation. I'm not doing it because I want people to see my cool hardcore with the Tob KC and watch me mine sandstone for four hours. Like, <laughs> I'm doing it so I can interact with the community. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's just my philosophy. I can add on to that, too, because I'd say, like, I've, uh, I've been messing around on some Iron accounts, and I've enjoyed it, but... Like thinking about trying to stream it and enjoy it, I does not I, like with Max that I'm not going to enjoy that. I'm, so that's why I'm gonna continue to play the main account, uh, which there's plenty of stuff I still need to do. Of one and two, yeah, like I'm enjoying playing those accounts in private, and I feel like once I get to a point to where I can do content I enjoy on my main account on that account, I feel like it would be something good to stream, maybe. So I'm gonna wait till I get to that point and uh, probably make that decision. But uh, I, I 100% agree with Max on the it's a lens. For just ch- for it's kind of just chatting somewhat to an extent. Mm-hmm. There's whatever, regardless of what he says, there's people there watching him play RuneScape too. There is to an extent. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna ask both of you this: that the the question he's asking for you, Seth, is like, wh- what are your goals for uh, next year? I also want to ask Max that, but we'll start with you. So. Uh yes, goals for next year. That's kind of a group goal too for the base channel. I'd like us to have ten thousand subscribers on that YouTube channel by the end of the year. I think it's a good goal. Guys, down uh, in the description, do down I'm in the proud. description, go follow base after dark or base team or what what's your YouTube channel? Base it's, team? Ba- it's just base team. Oh base, okay. Uh I like to have I'd like to pump that channel to where uh, it's got ten thousand subscribers. I myself, my personal YouTube account, my goal I've set for myself is to have five thousand by the end of the year. I think that's maybe on the low end. We'll see how we'll see how things go. But that's that's the initial goal. If we break that, I'll go further. And then, uh, yeah, for Twitch, I don't really have any goals for Twitch aside from. Well, actually, I do. For Twitch, I would say my goal really is to. Uh, I've been doing it you know, once a week. I'm going to do variety, and uh, maybe possibly getting to the point to where I can do that twice a week, maybe three times a week, just branching out into other games and still having a successful community-driven stream where people are happy and enjoying it. Because I did my first variety stream last week. Mm-hmm. And like the feedback was like overwhelmingly positive. Like I had the best time ever. That's cool. I didn't really lose any viewers at all, and it was just a really good time. So uh, I'm I'm like super motivated and looking forward to doing more variety stuff. So that's it for me. Okay, tasty. Um, one second. I'm swallowing my protein bar. <clears throat> swallowing speaking what? Of, speaking okay. speaking of fitness, <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> dude. By speaking of protein bars, um. 
it, going back to like changing my diet and stuff, dude, I had one of those G bars, you know, just like straight up candy bar. Um, oh, the Gatorade bars yeah, are like 300 calories or something. Yeah, they're like 380 <laughs> and it's just like, it's like <laughs> oh, yeah. 25 grams I, of sugar. Uh, that's, that's an actual I've, chocolate bar. 20, 25 actually, grams of sugar and like, yeah, just a bunch of fat. I've yeah. been eating those lately because my sister gave me, she had two full boxes of them from school mm-hmm. and she gave them to me and she's like, you want these? It's like, hell yeah, that's candy. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> literally candy. It's candy that you're slightly less guilty about. Yeah. Now, it's I, not a bad choice though. If like if you haven't eaten a meal and like you know you're not gonna eat it for a while and that's all you got, I don't think it's a terrible. Or choice. Or like if you're gonna get a candy bar, you might as well just replace it with that. But yeah, uh, there you the, go. The yeah, last, yeah, honestly, yeah. I, I bought um, a twelve pack of like the mint chocolate ones, uh, which I fucking love mint chocolate and the flavor. The Cliff, that's, that's, that's the best is that flavor. The Cliff ones, the, no, the, the no, G bars, Gatorade. Yeah. Bars. Oh, there's the Gatorade mint one. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. I've only had the, like the okay. one, mint crunch or something. It's really good, but. The last time I had it, I was like, my stomach is just not accepting this. And I read the ingredients on the pack, and it's like, first ingredient, palm oil. Second ingredient, whey. Third ingredient, sugar. Just like straight up. I'm just like, what am I eating? It's like it's a candy bar. Like, I'm literally eating like, if this was like a protein powder, it'd just be like a cup of sugar, a cup of whey, and then like just a bunch of oil. And just to yeah. eat that, like, what am I doing? Uh, yeah. That's a Snickers bar with some whey in it, pretty much. Yeah, it tastes worse. <laughs> what bar are you eating? Um, I so what is this? It's a pure protein. Okay, it's called pure protein. I hate the flavor Decent of those, macros. but yeah, no, they, they are they, they are healthier. I okay, this is actually uh slightly going on a tangent here. Back to uh back to fitness. Mm-hmm. One okay. of the biggest things that has helped me specifically with dieting because i was never i was never good at dieting um and i always tried like terrible crash diets uh but one of the things that has really helped me is like understanding that i don't need to indulge and enjoy everything i do like i don't always need to be comfortable and having the best time of my life and eating delicious food like you know a little bit of suffering is good for you you know mm. what I mean? Like, be not comfortable once in a while. Like, I'll microwave a bag of broccoli and I'll just I'll put a little bit of salt on it and I'll just eat raw broccoli. And mm. it's like you know, it's not like delicious and incredible, <laughs> but it's like yeah, you know, it's good for you. And I'm like, I just like, I'll eat it. Dude, I enjoy well, it in a weird you, way. You know what's really good is um, celery when you're like actually hungry. Like, well, pretty much any food, honestly. When you're actually hungry, it tastes amazing. Like truly yeah. being hungry, I feel, I feel there, like there's a big difference. There's a yeah. big difference between like wanting to eat and being yeah, hungry. Be, being bored and being hungry is so so different. Oh, and yeah. I, I remember just eating like a stick of celery, like multiple sticks of celery, just without peanut. butter. I usually shove some peanut butter and oh, almond butter on it. But like I'm just eating this celery, and I was so hungry that I could like taste the sugariness of it. And I was like, this is actually delicious. But you would never know that if you weren't truly hungry, you know? Then it just seems yeah. like it, it just tastes like you're eating yeah. Yeah. lettuce. But, or, um, you know. What I've been doing for just all of my meals in general, I'm not counting calories and I'm still losing decent weight and still packing on a little bit of muscle. Mm-hmm. What I've been doing is if I'm not hungry enough to get my ass off the fucking chair and go cook something that actually is healthy, like a lean protein, decent carb, a little bit of vegetables, mm-hmm. then I am not hungry enough to eat and I will not eat until I'm hungry enough to Dude, do that. Dude, that is That's such good. a good mindset. Good mentality. Speaking yeah. of that, I got to say, so when I had like a crazy addiction to DoorDash, I would – now that I'm out of it and I've actually just canceled my membership, but I was still like getting DoorDash like once a week before I just completely canceled it. Um, 
I would think to myself, I was like, okay, before I get DoorDash, am I just wanting that because it's like entertainment food, just like something to fucking eat that's going to taste good? Because I would, I would weigh the options. I was like, am I willing to go make some soup, you know, some like chicken broccoli soup or something upstairs? I'm like, no, that sounds awful. And I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not hungry if I'm not willing to like actually just eat normal food. It's always like entertainment food. That's true. I mean, with this time that I have, I have uh, I'm prepped for two weeks. Like, if I, like I've <laughs> think with the extra time I've utilized it. I've meal prepped out with uh, the chicken rice bro- or chicken rice and veggie bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess bowl you could call it. And I also did a full stack with beef as well. Nice. So, yeah. I was gonna say I'm, on uh, protein bars though, if you want a good like medium, like it's not gonna taste terrible. It's not gonna taste great. No added sugar. I'm pretty sure it's like low carb, uh, soy free, gluten free. Mm-hmm. It's the quest, the quest protein bars are oh, okay. Fuck quest, quest bars, quest. gross. Weird texture, but very good macros. Probably great. Yeah. This, which is why they I guess so I guess shitty. you might be. You've been eating the Gatorade bar too much. No, no, I, I don't even. Taste terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally don't. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I started. I started eating like. Uh, well, actually, my first introduction to actually good tasting bars were those Met, uh, Met RX bars or Metrics bars or whatever you call them. The ones uh, by Cliff? No, no, no. Met RX, and there's like right. the that was like the cookie one, super cookie crunch, and then there's like the apple pie one, and there's like a churro one. Dude, those things are fucking. Those are candy bars on steroids. Like they they're like uh, mass gaining bars. I would consider them more than protein because they're just they're Contains like contains a high like, amount of sugar. <laughs> oh yeah, tons of sugar. Um, those things are like 450 calories each. Just oh, mass Jesus. Yeah, that's like an actual. Well, here's the meal. thing I tell people about protein is yeah, like people feel like they need to go to the gym and eat a full meal and then drink a pool, uh, protein shake. Your body can only digest some God, protein. Don't right? do so that. Like, so, like, just use it as a meal replacement because that's really what, like, protein shake. It's like a meal replacement. Like, if you need something quick and you need some nutrients, use it. But mm-hmm. don't stack it on to, like, a full meal. You're getting everything you need in that meal. Yep. There's no no reason to throw the the 30 or whatever concoction you're fucking bringing. It, some people make some insane fucking protein shakes. That vegan protein stuff, like, I, I've really started appreciating uh, protein powder that's not milk-based. Um, again, lactose intolerance slightly. Uh but they're just a so, they taste like a shake and you put some oat milk in it. Those taste so much better than any protein bar you could get. I don't know what they have in that f- powder. Like the macros are insane and somehow it maintains great taste. I, I don't understand. I think it. when it comes to making a protein shake, there's like a uh there's like a there's like it's like a there's there's an aspect to it of where you there's really talent. There's talent in making a protein shake. You have to find the you have to find what works, what tastes good. Because there's mm-hmm. so much stuff you can do with it. There's so many different ways you can go. And eventually you'll find what works for you. But yeah, protein bars are just that's like a high school, like early it I, is. I'm it's not gonna cult, yeah. unless you give it to me for free, I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna buy it. I'm yeah, not, I'm not, I'm buying not gonna them. use it. I'm never buying protein yeah. bars again. I would just fuck those I things. really use the powder. I mean, I get it that it takes away from that because a protein bar, you just rip it up and eat it, right? The yeah. protein shake. I, like the bars. I don't like the bars anymore. Dude, I, um, here's it. the thing, though. I'm a cereal killer with my protein shakes. I got the ISO 100, any flavor. I don't give a shit. <laughs> one scoop and enough water to make it not a sludge. Oh, God. I, I chug it in one oh, no. sip, and I don't <laughs> taste it. And that's that's it. That's my protein. But, like, why not? Okay, so I understand that, but why not enjoy it? Also, I don't understand. I'm with you. Okay, You, you don't need to enjoy everything. I, I know. I know. I know you don't, but, like... Why? Okay. Do you drink milk normally? 
like not just, a lot. But like, why not really enjoy have. the shake and make it like really creamy and make it delicious and something? Because I don't Here's know. Like, thing. I I have never found a protein powder that I think it actually tastes good. Dude, okay, and listen, also has listen, decent macros. Listen, listen, dude. Okay, all right. I want you to do this because okay. you already like Sprouts. It's Sprouts uh -huh. brand protein powder. Get the vanilla ten mushroom blend. Just fucking get it. It's no, great macros, and okay. you feel, dude. There's something about the fucking mushrooms in there. They're not psychedelics. They're just the, like the other shit. No, but, mushrooms are so good for you, dude. I love mushrooms. They are incredible. I feel so good every morning. Truly, get it. And the flavor's great. But put it in some oat milk. Don't just drink it with water. Drink some like light oat milk with it if you. Yeah. Are. Okay. I was. I. I. Do I it. will try that. I will. I promise. I will try that. Yeah. yeah you will, I would you say... will love it. For anybody out there, the best, uh, as far as decent macros go and good taste goes, the best that I've tried, which it's maybe a cop-out, but just the st it's the gold standard way. Um, that is the best combination of taste is, and uh, macros. I think it is probably, of all, I've tried so many protein powders, and I mm -hmm. and I have like firmly on it that that is the best. Chocolate. Or vanilla. Vanilla is all right, too, but chocolate, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I do remember enjoying like the peanut butter chocolate way stuff back when i was in college i drink that shit mm. but yeah like in in general i never in, drank protein shakes because i enjoyed the taste even when i was using gold standard way whole milk like making a good i got sick of it dude like i just i just didn't like it and i, I don't know like i don't tolerate milk mm. products at well so if i chugged a big milky yeah. whey protein shake like dude. i didn't feel good afterwards so I just slowly transitioned into the purely utilitarian, yeah. like serial killer water <laughs> shake chug. That's fair. Because <laughs> I agree with you. I, I did the, I was like incorporating the protein shake into my everyday diet when I was like really strict on the macros and mm -hmm. counting the calories and all that bullshit. And uh, yeah, eventually I got sick of it. And now like today, like I still have a big thing of it in there. And every now and then when I just don't feel like making a meal, I'll just I'll whip one up, you know? Yes. And Max, you, you I, I know I'm just going to push this on you, but I'm, I'm going to literally follow up with you. You got to fucking try that vegan. It's 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 because uh, it's not way tomorrow. Bro. It, it's because it's not way. It's the vanilla flavor. Ten mushroom blend. That shit is crack. It tastes so good, but you got to put it in milk. Don't put it in water. Oat milk. milk. Okay. And, and so yeah. then you don't have any lactose whatsoever. And you just feel great the whole day. It's, it's and okay. Incredible. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that guy okay. real quick because okay. this does not matter for mm -hmm. let's say 99 of the population. But with vegan protein powders like pea protein or something like teach that, me. that, that is not a complete amino acid profile. So it's not as efficacious as a whey protein. That's fair. Because I, I think I would agree with that. Amino acid chains. I, I haven't done but the research, but that makes that, sense doesn't matter if the rest of your dot ballot balance like or the rest of your diet is totally balanced like if you eat good proteins like animal proteins yeah like eat some beef it's and shit 100 fine you'll have no issues with it and it's the, just as good the yeah. whole reason that mind. the whole reason that's so good is because i feel like me and you both and because you just stated it like too much milk just makes your stomach fucking kind of hurt a little bit it does yeah, it with is, mine too which is why like dude the vegan protein if you're just wanting to a shake for the protein you can get your protein and other sources later meals you know i always do that I just, but uh yeah that first protein in the morning it's like oh my god dude. yeah i spend way too much money when i go to sprouts because they have all these little it's fucking cool like insane. crazy macro healthy things and like little snacks that i want to yeah. try <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, they spent like they're all like organic. I'm obsessed with organic yeah. shit now too. It's another That's why I stay away from those places, organ. man. I'll if I go to one of those shops, I will fucking buy all kinds of shit just to they try have it. Out. Such good stuff though. Like uh, that's yeah, the issue yeah. is that it's all good, and I'm gonna go buy it again. Like that's why. <laughs> that's <laughs> why. I get you. It's actually quality stuff. It's not cheap either. Any, any it's quality, not cheap, macro but, uh, friendly. Listen, it is expensive, man. Listen, yeah. here's I'm still saving money over DoorDash. So. Yeah, but that's that's a big True, thing. Yeah. That just the comparison of like, oh, this this meal will be thirty eight dollars on DoorDash. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Dude, I've rationalized so <laughs> insanely hard. And it's I've, not good I've, for you. I paid seventy dollars for a meal on DoorDash one time. I ate all. <laughs> Have you ever ordered sushi? Like, it, like, it comes was, out like eighty three dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> it's always that. It was like a bougie sushi place. I was like, no way. These guys are on DoorDash. Like one roll is like twenty bucks. <laughs> and, you know, and then the worst part is, is like you look at the pictures and the sushi looks incredible, and then you actually get in it's like in these little like tins and you're like what the yeah, fuck did like, i just pay for wish some dude in I his feel like <laughs> you gotta get that fresh man y'all are fucked up i know though, but honestly. it's laziness dude <laughs> this is like 10 minutes away from my house like it's, <laughs> it's not <laughs> fresh i don't know the only time i've ever bought out walk there honestly the only time i've ever bought out on uber i use uber eats because it's just cheaper here and mm. there's just more people like driving uber eats here but uh it's a, it's like my route after the 24-hour streams i would do at the end, I would just order the most gluttonous fucking meal you can think of from whatever just terrible fast food restaurant. Like I spent like $30, 40 You'd buy fucking, all kinds of shit. Like checkers or something. Or, yeah, just dude. Just something real gross. Na- yeah. Something real nasty down low. <laughs> I just sit there in bed and watch you guys stream. And you guys are just like, go to fucking sleep, you crack. I'm just sitting there fucking uh, eating, bro. God. And then uh, yeah, eventually I'd pass out. Yeah. We talked. We're talking about that a good bit. After, if you do a 24 hour stream, like you're jacked for like two hours after you finish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, every time. You're every exhausted time. when you like click the end button, and then as soon as you click it, you're like awake. You're like, what? Yeah. You like stand up from your desk, and you're like, oh, I have actually freedom now. I'm not locked yeah. here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 24 uh, hour uh, streams are a bitch. I always get so mm-hmm. angry and irritated by the end. I don't. I haven't done they're, one. They're in. hard. They're hard. I'm not that good at them because I, I need a lot of sleep. My body is very angry with me if I don't sleep a lot. Mm-hmm. Time. What were we even talking about? Uh, we oh, yeah, ignored Greg's question. Sorry, Greg. Your, your goals uh, for 2020. Oh yeah, Prison yeah. Joe did goals. answers. I, I did ask. my goals. It's uh, Max who's do his goals. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like I said, I'm I'm gonna shift my focus a little bit away from Twitch. Um, I'm still gonna stream probably the same amount. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm going to put a lot more time and effort into uh, YouTube this year, kind of pivot towards IRL comedy, um, style content. And, uh, I want to crack a hundred K subs, which I think is very doable by the end of the year. If I really focus on oh, yeah. easy for you, um, that, and yeah, like, here's the thing though. Like if you get success on YouTube, growth on Twitch follows, like I it's, know. you just, you plug your Twitch in your, in your YouTube video and you like a hundred followers from one video. I mean, I will, you know, uh... yeah. Yeah, I will say it. just from like the doing the base after dark podcast, like just even that small interaction has helped grow my Twitch. And that's like not even like a full time YouTube or anything, but it definitely like, like Max, if people show up, they'll subscribe, they'll follow, yep. love the podcast, like YouTube, it's definitely a great way. And I've heard all kinds of really big content creators talking about like, what's the best way to start? Like, don't start on Twitch, start on any other platform and then go on Twitch. And then also before you start on Twitch, be involved in other communities in the section of game you want to play. Mm-hmm. That way when you go live, some of those people who you make friends with will show up to your stream and hang out. Yep. So. No, you're you're totally right. Like, uh, in fact, almost every mm-hmm. guest I have on the cast, 
that is a Twitch streamer that doesn't have a YouTube, I always basically say, like, when you make a YouTube, like, make a YouTube. Because, it, I don't know, I feel like it can be somewhat demotivating if you, because Twitch is just, like, every month is different with your paycheck. And if you're yeah. living off of Twitch and you have no other, like, actual outsource, like, you don't have any other source of revenue coming in, it can be, like, really mentally draining for people that are, like, a little bit smaller. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, dude, YouTube just gives you that extra project and motivation, a little bit of income that starts coming over time. And it's like, you just feel better about things. If Twitch isn't going so well, at least you know you're doing some other sort of, I don't know, revenue routes. It, it's been yeah, really good for me, which is why I always recommend it. Just like That's easy. definitely one of the nice things about branching out from Twitch exclusively. Like, oh, yeah. Tw Twitch is such a weird platform. It's the worst way to grow your Twitch is to stream on Twitch, which is just the <laughs> stupidest thing. He is not wrong. I found that out the hard way. Me too. <laughs> me too. That was 100%. Yeah. Okay, so what are your uh, – oh, yeah, you already just said your goals. Okay, well. Yeah, so 100K on YouTube, a little bit more IRL, like uh, unique content. Which I think um, is definitely a strength of mine, and that's that's why a lot of people started watching me. So I just want to kind of get back to that and expand upon it. Hell yeah! Okay, um, briefly going back to RuneScape, uh, Hassani asks if you had the ability to choose one thing to add and one thing to delete from OSRS, what would they be? Happy New Year! I'd delete Iron Man. Sorry, <laughs> you don't need to apologize. <laughs> And um, one thing you'd add? Ultimate or Ultimate Alton. No. Dude, dude, you know what's funny is one of my favorite series back in the day was I think it was like Verf. He did a one defense hardcore ultimate Iron Man. They should add that and take away every other type of Iron Man. <laughs> dude, I just had a I just had a brand new uh series idea for a snowflake Iron Man. It. It's ultimate Iron Man, but you can only have one inventory spot unlocked until like the next milestone, which would be like, I don't know, get to a base level, like 100 total level. And then you unlock another inventory spot. So you're just like the, the most masochistic, sadist mode of all time where you just start off with one inventory. You can never get another yeah. item in your inventory. And then as soon as you get to like 100 total level, you can unlock it. And then, you know, I have no. a, uh, I have a friend oh, I named Will. We'll run that by him. Would that be fun? <laughs> the snowflakes are like fucking like, ooh, a new that. idea. Yeah. <laughs> this is even worse than the last one. I'm going to hate myself. Like, let's do <laughs> I'm going to really hate myself uh, this time. Know, yeah. Shout out to the Ultimate Ironman out there. I don't know how you do it, but you just keep doing your thing. Um, yeah. I think I already answered this question pretty much. I would uh, definitely just Delete take away Baba. the... Yeah, I would just delete Baba, and uh, I would add probably, yeah, like a Raids 4 that is... It's more similar to Tob and mechanics where it's more brutal and not as uh, friendly to just everybody or mid-level players, more of like a high-level content. That's fair. Okay. Um, Scotty asks, for both, what do you think your biggest mistake in content creation was? I already know like ours was growing on Twitch by through Twitch, uh, but for Max, something different. For Prison Joe, now that you're full-time, what is something you're most excited to pursue? Again, this is like a repeated question, but again, if you have anything else to add, feel free. Uh, most excited um, to pursue in content creation? Definitely just getting after it on YouTube, like just posting just YouTube videos, posting bad YouTube videos, posting good YouTube videos, just, just posting shit on YouTube, because I'm not going to be... Uh, I'm not going to be too crazy. Like I'm, 
I'm different in the fact that I'm going into a completely different like section with what I'm going to be posting. So like I have plenty of uh, room for error and can make bad videos and I don't really care. I'm just going to be posting videos. It's kind of like the mentality use. It's like a, I love the analogy uses like YouTube's like a small plant and you just continue to water it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you get a little more water than other times, but, and then it'll slowly grow. And uh, that, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm most excited about. I really am excited to just start filming stuff that is uh, out, being out in the world, tra- traveling, uh, my biggest content idea I have so far, and uh, logistic-wise, I'm not sure how I'm going to make it happen. Well, I know I can make it happen, like, financially and everything. I'm not worried about that. It's just, like, planning it out was going to be uh, – It's gonna be. it would be called the, the Prison Jail World Tour, which is where <laughs> I am going to use my streaming backpack and my vlog setup, and I'm going to travel around the country oh, shit. and do content with every single person in base and visit every single person of base in their place. So like I Damn. first off I'd fly unannounced to too, right? Just fucking huh? <laughs> just not come to <laughs> jump through their window. Hey, what's yeah. up? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I would let everybody know. So I'd, I would have to definitely plan it. It would be a lot of planning, but like, you know, go out to England. Like imagine me exploring England with Megan for like a, a few days, fly back. I could I hit fucking Florida, see Zoe, a Colwyn, come up fucking north. Uh, you you won't be in Alabama anymore, but we'll get to you eventually. But mm-hmm. you're just going all the way around the country and just doing shit with our content creators and just playing at all this different stuff I can do and sightseeing and challenges, whatever. And then I'll be streaming it on my backpack, most of it, and then also vlogging it. And then when I get back, I'll make obviously a huge series around the whole thing. That'd be sick. So that's like my biggest thing I've drawn up so far that I want to do. It'll happen one day. So we'll figure it out. I just got, I, it's just, a, that's a lot of planning, obviously, and a lot of talking and <laughs> a lot of things to figure out logistically, but I would uh, be we'll, that. that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, biggest mistake for me easy is just, yeah. I wish I wouldn't have, uh, I wish I would have, uh, known what Twitch was, but honestly, I went into Twitch with like my mentality going into Twitch was not to be a Twitch streamer. Like I had a full-time job. I was fun. just doing it for, for fun. So yeah. And then as slowly divulged more serious, like, oh, shit, I got 10 viewers. Oh, shit, I got 20. Like, you know, I never thought anybody would watch. So mm-hmm. shout out to everybody who watches. We really appreciate you guys, and we love you. So thank you. No, shout out. Um, yeah, that's very succinct. Um, honestly, I don't think I really have any, like, regrets or mistakes about my my path like i'm sure i could have optimized it more if i wanted to grow faster and, and be bigger i'm I'm sure i could have done things differently yeah. but i don't know like it's a learning process you know things I, i'm not gonna say things happen for a reason because that's cheesy and that's a cop-out but like things just kind of fucking happen and you know you and gotta everything deal with you go again. through is a learning process like you're just exactly that's what i'm saying like it. i I'm not going to be born like I'm not going to start a YouTube channel with no experience and then immediately be Mr. Beast. You know, like that's it's not really how that works. So I don't know. I'm just I'm very grateful for, you know, the ability to even have this kind of like arc and these kind of learning experiences and Mm -hmm. experience content creation as a profession, because like that's that is the most desired profession of anyone under the age of 30. It's like 80% of people want to be a quote-unquote influencer. And I don't, <laughs> I don't consider us influencers. We're more content creators because we actually create things like videos and stream. But like, it's the umbrella, right? An online person who uses their platform to, you know, attract other people and then makes money through various methods of doing that. And it's, I don't know, it's like, it's really, it's it's very cutting edge. You know, it's we're kind of like the trailblazers. We don't know 
how long we can do this for or like how long you're supposed to do it or what the longevity or career arc of this is. Yeah. Like, I always love it when people like like people try to be snarky and they're like, well, what are you going to do in five years? Like, what are you going to be doing in 10 years? <laughs> Assuming like yeah. I first of all, I would love to still be streaming. Like, yeah. I don't know. No one has ever streamed for 10 years. That's not that old. <laughs> like, we don't <laughs> know if people get stream for 10 years. Yeah, no, like, uh, I would love to. Like, And I'm, I'm happy to be at the forefront of this and kind of discover what people can do and, you know, take uh, take the space in new areas. So, yeah, yeah, no, no regrets. No, no real mistakes um just just gratitude just happy to be here i wanted to add to that i would say that if you are a content creator and you can do it full time and even like even if you're not like saving up thousands of dollars but you're just making enough to make ends meet pay your bills eat okay maybe you know have enough money to do some type of excursion here and there that is a massive blessing like that's huge yeah, like yeah, that you really don't is. have to go and work a fucking nine to five job that you probably don't like and yeah. honestly, it took me as long as it did to get away from my job just because I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed going to work. I liked it. But it's like I said, I didn't want to look back and be like, damn, I didn't give that passion a, like a real try. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now I feel like these next couple of years, I have a chance to really give it a real try. If it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's just life. But, and if uh, you are able to escape the matrix, you know, unplug for a little bit, see what it's like. Yeah. yeah. I will say just like the freedom it brings and knowing that you're building yourself. You know what I mean? You're not building yeah. somebody else's company or just like being exactly. a little like yeah. person helping. Yeah. You. It's so much more satisfying. There's definitely a lot of like fear and apprehension that comes with the territory because oh, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like you are beholden to no one. You could wake up the rest of your life and you never have to stream or make another YouTube video ever again. But like you make no money and your whole career dies. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, every, everything is on your shoulders for better or for worse. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, friend zones, top three Twitter accounts you follow. What's one thing you all love and hate about quitting your jobs and doing this full time. Can we get a width check? <laughs> um, I'm currently wide and hard myself as well. You can go first, Daisy. I'm going to think about it for a second. Um, wait, can you repeat the first part of that question? Top three Twitter, uh, Twitter accounts you follow. And what's one thing you all love and hate about quitting your job? Jo I feel like we've already covered this one. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Um, mug shoddies, fantastic Twitter account. Um, maybe hootie tootie and Sinferna, some spectacular shit posters. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, obviously the best thing about, you know, quitting your job to do full-time content creation is just the freedom. Like we've, you know, we've discussed it a bunch and I, I don't know, like it's, it's hard to put into words if you've never really lived that lifestyle, just how nice it is <laughs> to be able to wake up whenever you want, do whatever you want. You're not beholden to anyone. Everything you put in is for yourself. Um, but then of course the flip side, like the downside of that is, you know, is that it's, it's all you yep. like you could, you could ostensibly, you could fuck up one day, like you could just make a mistake and ruin your whole career. Mm -hmm. Like you could like, you got to buy your own insurance, shit like that. Like you gotta, you know, you gotta keep innovating. It's not like you can just show up and clock in and kind of dick around. <laughs> yeah. If yeah, you do that, you know, that. you're, you're gone and you're gone in three months, four months. Like yep. it's just not going to work. Like you constantly have to innovate. Like you, there is a lot of pressure that comes with it, but there's also, there's a lot of reward. There's a lot of upside. So yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I really wouldn't. Me neither. Prison Joe, top three Twitter accounts. 
Uh, not to meet Ryan, but Tasty's definitely one of my top Twitter accounts. Like, he's got a good Twitter account. Say what you want oh. about it. It's very good Twitter account. It's I do it again. Um, Q is definitely one of my favorite Twitter. A little more of lately since he's been just oh, tweeting out. Demon time. Q is good. Demon time. Very, very good. Uh, three maybe. Uh, yeah, definitely like Hooties Inferno. I love their Twitter accounts. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll shout out what's her name. What's her name? Sujin. She's a, she's a very nice lady and uh. She had, you know, she, what does she have, like a couple hundred thousand followers and she like likes our posts and replies to them. So I, I, I feel, Sujin, yeah. I feel, yeah, she's the homie. Shout out to her. She's like, one of like my longest subs on Twitch. She posts, she posts great content on Twitter. Shout out to her. Go, go follow. Yeah. Shout out to Sujin. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. And as far as uh, quitting the job thing, I hate it is I met a lot of great people. Uh, I learned a ton about life, uh, mortality, etc. Uh, I, I, I'm going to miss it for sure because I really did enjoy my job. Uh, the thing I loved about quoting was that I literally just typed a letter on Microsoft Word that just said, I'm resigning and then gave it to HR, which was very <laughs> empowering. And then I got like 30 phone calls the next day. Uh, <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, it's like uh, something I loved about quoting too is that I spent all those years and that honestly allowed me to do this transition comfortably. I'm not just jumping into this with just like like oh fuck like if if I don't make X amount of money I'm fucked like it doesn't really matter because I've worked all these years and I've saved money and like I, I can comfortably attempt this without like having that external pressure of oh no I didn't do that well on Twitch this month I'm about to have to fucking live on the side of the street so uh, yeah so I really am grateful for having a job all these years for that just the experience and I've just learned a lot man about people about life everything. And uh, I'm excited, man. I really am. I feel like uh, I feel like our group, uh, especially the the base homies, I feel like we have a lot of potential. I feel like we can really do some big things and branch out outside of RuneScape, but also still pay homage to RuneScape, the game that uh, got us to the dance, if you will say. Yeah, brought you guys death. together yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Okay, Megan asks, why do you drink? I don't know who she's. Uh, directing this toward why do you drink mouthwash when hungover and based london when thank you um drink mouth you mean you mean use mouthwash is that like a is that like a dig at american cultures i don't know what that is i don't know yeah, i like if your mouth is like <laughs> funky after a night of drinking like yeah know? you might as well drink some out yeah brush your, your brush. i would hope that after you wake up and you have that i mean isn't there alcohol in, in mouthwash you just drink drink <laughs> it you know just drink more <laughs> perfect i don't know and uh, well, British people are not famous for their oral health care, so maybe, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe you should drink some mouthwash. Yeah, maybe you should drink some mouthwash. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Uh, oh base God. London. Um, I would do a base London, honestly. That'd be fun. Hop down to yeah. Bulgaria if you destruct them. I'm down, yeah. One day. I'm sure we'll come out there one day. I mean, shit, apparently, you know, there's a chance there might be announcing a RuneFest. So. Dude, I fucking want to yeah. go to a RuneFest so bad. Uh, would you, if they announced it for the end of 2023, uh, would you go? Me? Yeah. Yeah. One, I, it, the next RuneFest is actually a RuneFest on some virtual shit. I'm going 100%, no matter what. Like, I'll take out a fucking right. loan if I need to. Well, you said you're going to come to base Tennessee when we, when we get I will do that. I'm, I'm not going to, it's not going to be as convenient now because I'm not just like right across the border. Of, I know uh, states, but I, I, I'll, I'll, I will go out there. I'm actually excited yeah, to yeah. Uh, do okay. something again. Right. It, it comes down to just like 
It won't be that expensive. I'll tell you that. Like, I promise no, you. No, yeah. Like, what we're looking at, it won't like the cabins. Like it, the split fuck. between, like it's it's very cheap. No, I'm 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 definitely going. Uh, again, just a lot of uh, it's just pointless. I'm not going to get into it, but just a lot of stuff like this year, I just wasn't in a place to go meet up with a bunch of people for earlier, like TwitchCon and stuff. So no, if you're going through that with the uh, the depression, you know that makes that makes there a lot was more just sense so much that it just go. couldn't even be laid out. I was just like, yeah, it's yeah. just not the time. So anyway, hell yeah. Okay, Alex slash Zerky asks, Tasty, can you explain Brick House? There may be listeners that do. <laughs> That do not know the origin, Joe. Now that you're a full time streamer, what are some? Okay, we, we, we I think we've covered this just way too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just do the. You can just, you can just do the. It's just like one. it's just like nods out like little tweaks of the question. Like, what is your plan now for full time streaming? I just keep reading it. Tacy, what is Brickhouse? What made you want a full time stream? Um, <laughs> what, 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 what are your thoughts on full time streaming? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I love Brickhouse because every time I play it, there's always like one new person in the chat that's like. The song fucking sucks. Like, why is everyone so excited for this song? <laughs> so Brick House is a song that was written by not really a friend of mine. I guess an acquaintance of mine in high school. Um, he and like one other person uh, co-produced it. So there's two people who made the song and I, I knew one of them. And like, it's 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 a shitty song. But like something about it just kind of goes a little hard. Like there's a there's a real charm to it because it's so it's produced by two high schoolers right two high school seniors, um, probably like a decade ago, and we would play it like me and my friends all the time at like random parties in college. We'd like take the aux cord and we'd play Brick House and we'd see everyone just like get down to like what is like kind of a shitty song, but like the beat kind of goes hard, so like people are just wasted and they're like yeah Brick House, uh, so it just kind of became like this inside joke. And I played it once on stream, and I put it in, like, the outro of my YouTube videos, and I'll get so many comments, like, what is that song? Like, I, I, what is that song? I need to know that song. Um, and it just became, it became its own beast. Like, you know, it, it just kind of took on a personality of its own. So people now just, they want to listen to Brick House. Unfortunately, those two um, producers had a, had a falling out <clears throat> that I will not get into, but, you know, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was interesting, to say the least. So they took it off of... Every single streaming platform. It used to be on Spotify. Uh, or not Spotify. It used to be on uh, SoundCloud and like YouTube and stuff. But they took everything down because you know, they didn't want the, the other one to get famous off of their work. So <clears throat> now I have a file and I'm allowed to play it, but I'm not allowed to upload it anywhere. So. <laughs> that is the story of Brickhouse. <laughs> so yeah. I'm looking at some of these other topics. A lot of them are just irrelevant uh, in my personal opinion. If you, get, if you counter that, you can let me know if you guys want to. Let me look stuff. through. I think there was one I had, I saw that I was going to. Uh, while you're looking, I do want to ask. Just this is something I like to ask. It's just really hard to phrase the question. It's mainly like your vision for the future. I used to I just ask my guests a really generic like, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" Which again, we've kind of already covered like the next year question. But I don't know. Do you guys have sort of like a dream of I don't know. 10 years from now like where do you where would you want to be in life uh again i feel like the closer we approach 30 what are you guys like i think tacy what are you 27 27 seth how old um, are you am i allowed I'm 27 to as well really yeah, we're, oh, we're all yeah, 27 everybody thinks everybody thinks i'm older than i am <laughs> yeah i thought i thought you're like 29 maybe 
So. Yeah, I, I guess I was gonna guess like twenty eight if I didn't know. I was gonna guess forty, uh, but I just didn't want to be too rude. Right. Right <laughs> the Miller Lite, dude. Not good for your <laughs> skin. Um, no, I I do have an answer for this actually. I Go I would it. love to be like. If I could still be streaming, you know, now and again, I would love to be doing something like that. But ideally, I'd be in a position of someone like Moist Critical, like Charlie, who has all of these, like he runs an esports team. He's branching out into mm-hmm. larger things that kind of are encompassing in the sphere of, you know, gaming, content creation, things like that, like companies that produce actual, you know, value, like clothing, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to have those kind of like greater things be my preoccupation i guess and then still just stream and make youtube videos like if i am you know if i desire to do that if i want to do that if i'm still passionate about it um so i you know i'd love to take it kind of a step beyond and one day be at a level like that that's That's a yeah that's definitely an ideal that that's yeah that's kind of like the ideal vision I, i would agree uh i just never want to get into that box of where i'm creating content that i'm not enjoying i never want to be there again so if I can continue yeah. to put stuff out that I like to do and it continues to grow, that's really, that's really, that's the, that's the vision. That's the name of the game. Continue to grow and continue to enjoy your doing. Cause it's, it's just so evident in anything you do. Like people see passion, people know passion. It's, it's, it's clear and evident when you really put a lot of time into something and enjoy it. So I just don't want to lose track of that because if I, if I do, why, why would I just, why would I quit the job that I actually enjoyed and had passion for as well? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's cool. It is, it is funny just kind of going back to what you guys were saying, like, oh, like, what are you going to do when sh- streaming ends up inevitably just dying out or something? Five years, <laughs> like, what are you, you, you going to do then? Just like this boomer mentality. What are you going to do then? No, but yeah, uh, yeah. truly, yeah. I that's part of it, man. Like, in my career, like, I am more aware than most people of like mortality and how much of a flesh bag you are. And every day, every day is just not guaranteed. Like you can go out there. I mean, I tell people all the time that one of the dangerous things you could do is driving on any roadway in America. Like, there's just everything is dangerous. Like, you could just it's over instantly. So, <laughs> I mean, it, that whole mentality of I'm I might be dead tomorrow. Five years, ten years, I don't fucking know. Like, we, I mean, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we all make the same trip, right? So, do what you love and do what you're passionate in. Yeah, I think that's just yeah, absolutely that. optimal. Retweet. Yeah, and uh, going off of like what Prison Joe was saying, really enjoying it. Um, getting into a rut with something that's supposed to be the most liberating and fun career of your life, which is just live streaming and making content, whatever you want. Getting into a box like that is not a place you want to go down, especially if you're truly living off of it. And that's something I'm breaking away from is this idea that i need to be doing a runescape quote-unquote stream where it's just like oh do this and then you know something will happen in the future no like why not take control now and do things that you actually enjoy and because like you said the passion shows and people are going to know that you're just loving what you're doing and if you've already built an audience like you're you're good to go you're golden so that's cool i want to I want to live next to like a fucking lake, dude. Like a like a when I think of a future, <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't fucking know. I just you're getting uh, deep now. It's, 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 <laughs> it's <laughs> dude. The reason I um, mentioned that is because uh, I don't fucking know. Like, where where do you guys see yourself living? Like, do you just want to live in like a city or something, or do you want to uh, live? Uh, no, I, I, I want to live like out in nature for some reason, just like out I in a fucking cabin, that, like a nice like house. 
cabin. I'll live on the edge of suburbia in like in somewhere like the Pacific Northwest, like a suburb of Seattle where there's just beautiful nature all around. But if I need like, you know, something in the city or, you know, actual help, you know, need something (laughs) close to me, need to go to the hospital, (laughs) you know, I want to be close. I think that's the ideal is you want to be in a rural area, but close to a population. See, that that is not me. I want to like live really excluded. Like I want to live like at least 50 miles away. Well, I will tell you this. You are a content creator and that's the like I've like thought about that. Like I've been looking to buy a property just out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm -hmm. But being a content creator, all they have is there's no it's all satellite Internet. If you know, there's no fiber. Yeah, if you don't, that's if, a like, problem. and you can't, you can't do content creation on satellite internet. It's just impossible. That's true. If that is, uh... I have heard though with the Starlink, which I know it's on the West Coast now in the United States, but oh, apparently shit. it's like it's actually really good, and it's like you can do content creation essentially. Like it's it's fast enough. It's good enough. I've heard at least. I don't know for sure. I haven't used it myself. But. Yeah, and and I know what I brought up was just completely random. Uh, I think part of the thing I wanted to get at was like. Even though I absolutely love just being at my computer and just like doing shit and being like introverted, there I have, I don't know. I want to be out in nature and shit. Uh, we have you, the option. Yeah. Oh, dude, I can't wait. Some like, streaming, uh, the vlogging, fishing content is definitely gonna be one of the main things I'll be vlogging. Is like I go, like there's some really cool rivers, um, even like creek type stuff, and like at backwoods ponds where I can just explore out there and just fish and film mm-hmm. it and just fucking shit post and talk it'll be fun yeah yeah get out there (laughs) and it's beautiful it'll be awesome i'm excited god damn yeah did you uh see any other little topics you wanted to cover uh this for mr uber also shout to him he's a very good content creator if you don't follow you should i'm a big fan of him i've been watching recently. i i watched his stream for the first time the other day because i think you told me to rate him and i was like i did yes I, I, I like seen his name on Twitter, I think. And then I rated him like the first thing he says is like, fuck skate skirt. And I was like, I like this guy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like, hell yeah. I like this guy. Oh, yeah, there. Oh, I just I just saw Uberu's thing. He just posted that an hour ago. That's why I didn't see it. Yeah. OK, go it's a it's a it's pretty good. It's just the uh, who inspired you guys to start clicking live was the main uh, point of that. And mm. uh, I guess yeah, any advice start a new YouTube channel because I'm starting my new YouTube channel. So I'm open ears as well. Also, yeah, get Destructor on the Sebe cast. Eventually, give him a couple more months to muster and to get his uh, <laughs> the TOS correct. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he's, he's Dude, coming on the, the cast soon, so we'll, we'll keep teaching some etiquette, bro. We'll yeah. some etiquette. I, I would fucking love to have Uberu on the Sebe cast. Like, the thing is, Uberu is one of those people that has so much fucking potential. And he... I feel like at least what I've seen again, I'm not just like absolutely just like staring at his content or just like whatever, like knowing exactly what he's doing, but it feels like he's been very inconsistent over the years. Like he's streamed and then he like doesn't stream and then he streams. It does. Stream. If he stays consistent, like he's got so much goddamn potential to be like a, to make it a thing like, a, like agree. an actual, you know, yeah, that's, that's like we talked about consistency is key. Yeah. Uh, key. Shout out to Uber. Uh, what, what inspired you to go live tasty? Uh, just your YouTube friends, I think. Um, yeah, just so like none of them stream on Twitch. Like mm-hmm. they they inspired me to do YouTube. I I didn't watch any streams before I started streaming. I think the few RuneScape streams I had seen were like Coxie, Fat Clouds, and like Rigandow. I think those are the only streams I'd ever. And like I watched like fifteen minutes combined, but those are the only streams I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. I started using Twitch as a way to grow my YouTube. Like I didn't even I didn't know what it was. I didn't have like any emote 
uh, things installed. So like people were, I just saw weird text in all these streams. I had no clue people were doing. Like I didn't know how the <laughs> culture worked. It was completely foreign to me. It yep. took me several months to like learn it. But um, yeah, no, I was, it was, I guess, kind of self-inspired and out of greed for my YouTube channel. And then I ended up just falling in love with the culture and all the people I met. And it was, uh, so yeah. Beautiful. I would, uh, I, I definitely share that same sentiment, but it obviously took a lot longer time to understand that culture and like fall in love with it fully for me. Uh, I think Max fell into it quicker just because he was so, oh, so far ahead of it. it yeah. yeah, you're already far ahead of it with the YouTube content. But uh, I obviously, like I, the whole thing of why I went live, like yes, I like I was dry for a Vorkath pet, and I like told people in my little clowns, like if I if I go dry enough, I'll start streaming it. But really, what helped me like get to that point and like inspire me to go live was I went and watched stream. Like I would watch stream. I was always a lurker though. Like I've always watched like since like probably I guess high school or college. Like I've watched like Bodie, uh, Curtis, Foe, all you know, all the huge names in the community. Like I've watched their streams. Just, I just a lurker. Like I never chatted or anything. Uh, but someone I was watching during that time was it's Will. Uh, he wasn't what he is now. He was, uh, I mean, he's still definitely a prevalent streamer and everybody knew who he was, but I was watching him and I was like, what is this guy doing? And I was like, I was like, oh, he's just killing the boss until he gets pet. And I was like, I was like, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I can do this. <laughs> I was like, I can do this. I was like, you know, I can, I can do this and just, you know, talk shit. And yeah, so he was definitely someone that inspired me to do it because I watched him do it. And I was like, this is awesome. He's got all these people in here chatting. Like, he's, he's funny. Like, it's, I was all for it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think me being so lost with my career, like just being in college with zero vision of like what I wanted to do, just like switched. I switched my major twice, went to communications where you just know you're fucking like just you're not even there for anything. Um, <laughs> but like I remember watching Twitch toward the end where I just had like no idea what I was going to do with my life and watching people just really enjoying streaming and seeing like you know, relative, like a streamer, I could see myself almost being like, I, I could see myself in their position almost, uh, kind of like envisioning myself as a streamer. Of course, I had no idea I was actually going to start streaming back then. But seeing like a healthy sub count and seeing a healthy amount of viewers and just knowing that they're thriving by just playing a game and having fun just felt like the most liberating thing, especially when you're working like manual labor at like a warehouse yeah. and you just see that and they're just like doing exactly what they want. I was like, oh my God, like that's inspiring that itself. And there was multiple streamers that I saw that in and I was like, oh my God. Uh, that reminds like that just like, it just like brought up something for me in my head of, of you saying like watching other people doing their passion yeah. and it like making you envious and wanting to push for it as well. And that was part of it. Like I said, like I loved my job and I had passion for it, but I feel like what ha was happening was is one passion was overtaking the other. Mm. And I would be like I would be at work sometimes when there's nothing going on. I'd be watching Twitch streams like, yep. damn, I wish I was streaming right now. And I wasn't how I, that was like overtaking my passion for my like career. That's so and, cool. Uh, like that's a blessing yeah. to have it have yeah. been both yeah. two passions that just one took yeah. over the other. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's really a good way of putting it. So. All right, guys, uh, we've been talking for three and a half hours, so we're going to wrap this up with three shout-outs from each of you. Also, guys, I'm just going to bring this up right now because I might forget. Um, down in the description, Tasty Life and Prison Joe's, all of their uh, 
links are down there twitch youtube twitter uh discord if you guys whatever the links you've linked down there they'll all be down there so go drop them a follow if you're not already you know watching their content get involved with them they have great communities and they're just like super entertaining guys as you guys already know by this podcast so go drop them a follow but yeah we'll continue so max three shout outs and then prison joe three shout outs um shout out myself use your prime on me please shout out (laughs) shout out destructo number one streamer on the platform we really need to get this guy like 300 viewers and just see what the hell happens um (laughs) i know i like i genuinely i am actually passionate about destructo stream because i see so much potential like you know when you see a content creator and you're like wow this guy could this guy could make it like, I don't know. I just, I, I want people like that to come up in, in the RuneScape community because I, I feel like we haven't had anyone like that in a while. I guess, mm-hmm. like, No Monkey kind of came up pretty fast. Uh, it's, it's half shout out to No Monkey. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just like seeing people succeed in RuneScape. I like seeing the community grow. So double shout out to Strockdome. Fucking check him out. Um, and then shout out all the homies in Based, all right, for making this job as incredible as it is. I love you guys. Kisses. Shout out Based. Oh, yeah. And shout out the Sebe cast. I'm taking a fourth one. Shout out the Sebe cast. <laughs> Wait, that first one shout of out shouting Sebe. out yourself was actually a I just real one? Thank, Jesus Christ. I just, I just want to thank my mom. <laughs> I want to thank my dad, <laughs> my extended cousin. Uh, Kay Kona. All right. Um, those, those are my shout outs, yeah. Thank you. Seth? All right. I get, I get three. All right. Uh, I'll rip off the back. I'll shout out. Uh, can I shout out two together? All right. I'm going to anyway. I'll shout out Neil 4D and Fatty C combined. Hell yeah. Because uh, they kind of helped propel me into at least a streaming stratosphere of where I actually had a couple of years. So shout the fuck out to them. Uh, shout out to Isaac Max at the base team. Uh, I love all of them. And uh, I feel like we have uh, big things ahead of us. And then uh, I'll just shout out specifically to my boy Cuniques. That's my brother on everything. I love that guy with all my heart. He means a lot to me. And uh, That's awesome. if it wasn't for him, he's definitely uh, helped my vision. So Nick is such a good guy. Just true, Should just like an you. honest dude. Just you know, I, I love that dude. Yeah, all right, that's all I got. Dream friends, man. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, those are some uh, amazing shout outs. Okay, listen, guys, those listening that are still listening, type a one down in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, thank you for listening, and be sure to listen to the final advertisement at the end of this Spotify broadcast. <laughs> no, but uh, truly, um, I really had a pleasant time, guys. Let's go. Thanks for, for having us, for real. And for those still listening, I will be on the Based After Dark podcast late, probably in like, what, a week and a half from now, whenever that is. Next um, Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So if you guys aren't already subbed to the Base Team YouTube, that'll be down in the description as well. Be sure to follow all the links. And thank you guys so much for listening. Max, Seth, thank you guys so much for being on here. Thank you for having much us. love. Wide right. hard. Peace out, guys.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.